tweaking, tweaking. 120 on the M way speeding. LV hat, backpack, and sneakers. Any girl that I'm with is a 10, 9, 8. Brethren decent. Now I'm in a party with the sweetest chocolate brown in Reese's pieces. I'm tweaking, tweaking. 120 on the M way speeding. LV hat, backpack, and sneakers. Any girl that I'm with is a 10, 9, 8. Brethren decent. Now I'm in a party with the sweetest chocolate brown in Reese's pieces. My brother got a new wrist watch, but don't watch that, cause you could get, you could get nauseous, could get seasick. I mean, all of my ex girls hate me, but how you gonna have my baby, baby? Don't you know I'm living that baby boy? Lifestyle, everything crazy. If you don't chat to your guy, your GOC, I ain't talking Mercedes, nah. Let's talk about drugs. Alright, you ready, Andy? Yeah, I'm ready when you are. Alright. <sighs> Podcast mode, okay. Hey, yo, Stick This Podcast, this is episode Closet 8, I guess, you know, hopefully I think I only have like maybe one or two more of these, uh, we have somebody, you know, special on the phone, you know, he's somebody, you know, who I've talked to for a while on Instagram, uh, you know, I definitely, if you don't follow him, follow him, he has a very cool collection of sneakers, you know, and his IG page is very clean, uh, we have Andy on the phone. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can eat perfect. Okay, so we have Andy, so if you wanted to introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm Andy. Uh, <clears throat> my Instagram's Andy0161. I'm from the UK. I'm from the north in the UK. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just basically just a, a sneaker collector. I just It's something I've done for a while. I'm kind of around the community in the UK. Over, over years, I've kind of made connections and friends with people in America, with people in Japan and stuff. It's just, yeah, the community is massive. It's, I suppose, bigger than just my country or just America. Or, yeah, it's a, a worldwide community. Yeah, Andy, is a, is, I wanted to have Andy on because, you know, I listened to him on, a, on another podcast. Um, and I thought, for some reason, I don't know why I thought it was your podcast at first. I just, I was like, catching at pieces here and there and uh i was like man it'd be good to hear uh you know somebody from the uk give their perspective on the sneaker culture because you were the one that put me on to watching uh soul seekers yeah and in our views of sneaker culture you know around the world especially being in america and the u.s is dramatically different I think it's uh, very similar. First, I'll just go back to just so the podcast I was actually on is um, it's one called Pint of Stuff, which is a UK one, um, but it's quite um, it's a very small community within that. It does grow all the time, but it's um, it's run by a couple. So I think it's a husband and a wife that just generally like the skate trainers, and I think they've just progressed it from there. But it's just like every Sunday night they kind of come on YouTube and they do like a, a live hour and we all just get to kind of chat along while they kind of run through the news of what's coming out or just, it's just, yeah, it's like a, a small little casual, everybody who kind of watches it, I think now knows each other and have all become like speaking to each other, uh, regardless of that podcast. Um, so it's quite nice with it, really. It's okay. more than, it's yeah, it's just become like its own little community within itself, I suppose. Okay, yeah, because when I was listening to it, it was like it was making hints about being on YouTube, but I didn't really pick it up. I listened to it on uh, Apple Podcasts, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so, it's on all platforms. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think it's on everything. I had saw it, but, uh, you know, I want to get the opportunity to, you know, talk about, you know, 
sneaker you know the sneaker community and everything you know on that side um of the world in which we mm-hmm. might not be too familiar with uh but you know I always ask everybody you know how's everything going over there quarantine wise anything different as it progressed to opening up over there um well it's very confusing um it's so we got locked down i think it was the 21st of march when the prime minister decided we need to close the shops we need to close everything down um we were almost in a, a, a good position for, for lack of better words no one's in a good position but we, we kind of watched it traveling across the world before it got to us and i felt being a small tiny island surrounded by water we were almost in a, a good position i suppose to try and minimalize the the effect or the impact it was actually going to have within the uk right um i actually work in healthcare and i feel it was done far too late really locked it down um so yeah so it was locked down on the, the 23rd of march all shops closed everybody was to stay at home uh, unless you you were an essential worker and you had to go to work you were only really allowed out to go and do some shopping um and I think for a, a good while, I think everybody stuck to it. I mean, it's a scary situation. People stuck to it. But I think the government have been quite confusing on what the message is. Like, we had one uh, two weeks ago, I suppose, was his update. And people were kind of wondering what's going to happen. Is he going to relax the rules or something? It was hinted at he was going to relax the rules. But it was really the most confusing message Um I had to watch it three times because I, I watched it and I just didn't understand what he was saying. It was kind of go to work, but don't go to work. Um, mm-hmm. Stay in unless you've got to go out, but don't go out. Um, if you have to, if you have to go to work, don't use public transport unless you've got to use public transport. And let's carry on. So it kind of is a bit. Uh, a bit. What what's the message is actually giving here? Um, you know, I'll say this um, with us over here. It's like the same thing. You know, it's it, the message just might as well be do it at your own risk. You know, that's basically what it is. It's like trying to set rules and stipulations for something that's just so uncertain. That's kind of where it is at now. The message, the slogan, I suppose, was stay in and save the NHS, the national health system. Like, stay in and help them but it's now kind of changed to just be be aware and be vigilant which is a bit silly like i mean it's not something we can see so i can't really be aware of something i can't see so yeah i think it's it's just got to common sense now i think well we've all got to realize it's still bad it's still not gone away we all have to try and just do our bit and be as careful as we can Uh, i've actually dealt with deaths all through this like through um i work with people with learning disabilities, autism and Down syndrome. And, um, yeah, we've, I've ended up kind of supporting people who've ended up catching it and they ended up passing away. So it's been a bit of a bad time, really. Yeah, you know, um, you know what I do work-wise, you know, we're considered essential as well. We've been able to work from home, but um, there are people that are still going in our office and have been getting it. And we've had a couple people actually pass away from it. Um it is a crazy situation, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you kind of battle it within yourself, you know, every day, it's like, I want to be as vigilant as possible, but then you do have this itch to want to go do something or whatever, and, and not to like, you know, 
bring it back to sneakers but you know even when it comes to sneakers and clothes and stuff like a lot of people have been doing a lot of online shopping and it's kind of like why are we really you know because we're really not going anywhere but we have mm. this like hopes that soon we will you know yeah i think we'll i think we're gonna get i say get back i think we're gonna go to a new normal i don't think anything will be the same again I don't. I, I think this will change a lot of things. Um, I think, for instance, it would almost make sense with stuff like this for them not to use money anymore for everything to to get rid of paper and coin money. It would make sense, and I think things like that will actually come into play. Right. Yeah. I. I. I you know the new norm of stuff. You know when it first all uh, began and the term new norm and all that was floating around out there. It always sounded temporary, but now new norm is like, it sounds like the new permanent, you know? Yeah. And I think I, um, people I, here are struggling right now. I, I'm sorry. Like, I hate, like, I mean, I had took my kids to get a Happy Meal the other day from McDonald's and, you know, the typical drive through window. Um, and it's pretty wide open. They, like, put the clear plexiglass over probably, like, 70% of the window and the the lady was just, you know, struggling to try to get the Happy Meals through the window, you know, trying to get mm. them to me. And I'm just like, please, I cannot. This can't be forever. It's the same. Do your kids actually understand what's going on? Yeah. You like, know, do they understand to... the seriousness of it? Because it's weird for us. So for a child, this must be crazy. Yeah, we had to. Uh... Can you can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfect. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a, a little delay or something, but yeah, no, I, I, we had chose to just have to explain it to them because they just kept asking why we couldn't go to the park or why we couldn't go places. And my kids are seven and three and I have a 21 year old, but I mean, he knows, but hmm. I had to tell him like, there is something out there making people sick and we can't go out there touching everything like we can. And you know, they've understood it now. Now, they ask questions and say something, you know, my, my seven year old, he's like, because of the virus is out there, you know? Mm. So he's, he's fully aware. Um, I do know that they're getting a little stir crazy in the house. We've started to like, you know, go to like a little bit of family's house here and there, nothing major. We haven't like, they haven't been to no stores or nothing like that. Like everything around here is, it's kind of opening up. It's a lot of rules to get inside, but stuff is opening up it's just i'm more glad that they're not in school right now yeah well we have this thing now where the mps want their kids to go back to school so but teachers and stuff are fighting this they've, they've always been open for key workers but i think that was <clears throat> not so many in each class whereas what they're actually aiming at now is to open up again the schools so a lot of parents and a lot of teachers are just saying, we don't feel this is safe enough for you to do this right now. It's not safe enough. So I think there's a bit of back and forth with that. It's all very confusing here. It's We are still closed. The majority of the things are closed. Um, we have McDonald's open and stuff, and that's drive-thru uh, and your Starbucks, but very, very few things are open. It's, it's, it's essential shopping. It's your supermarkets. That's pretty much it. Well, yeah, it's funny you say that because, you know, a lot of the teachers and stuff I heard that my wife has been in contact with, they have, you know, said like they're under the impression that they will all be going back to school, you know, end of August, 
out here usually when it does but typically that's when the regular flu season starts so it's kind of mm. like why even do it and i think everyone out here is preparing for the entire year to just be no school and me and my wife we've hired a, a teacher already to come into the house twice a week to work with our kids because i don't want them to get far behind when they go back yeah and it's just one of those things where it's like you're, you're doing your best but you really don't know what's right or wrong well our school system's different to yours as well with school here in the uk you finish it at 16 and then you can choose to go on to college and then go on to university. So the kids that had actually finished school this year almost didn't finish, you know, like they finished their secondary school and that's them done ready for the, the big wide world. They, they literally didn't finish school. They got to March. They should have had two or three months left and they literally just kind of, their years were finished. They've been given passes. So not really like the grades they would have got, I suppose, if they'd really put the work in and, been able to be at school but they've all been passed but their year kind of ended in march just out of nowhere like just school is finished so it must be really strange for them as well to have just not finished school but be done with school they're not going to go back and finish exams and stuff i know that's what i was we were seeing like some of the universities are trying to decide like how many classes they'll start back up to be on campus or just make it strictly online and man it's just this new norm like you're everybody is like getting the opportunity to, to miss out on these like really great moments you know in their lives mm -hmm. and it's a lot of things that we take advantage of like you know it's like everything we all took for granted yeah like i mean like just a simple thing of like it's a big moment but you know walking across the stage in graduation you know uh weddings you know i had a lot of people that i know that have had to counter their weddings you know yeah yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I have a few friends. You know. I have a lot of friends as well that play music. A lot of a lot of my friends are in bands. It's a it's it's a bit of a thing to do around here. People grow up playing in bands, and um, yeah, just it's weird for them as well because they're so used to just being out and about, playing a show here or there, and it's just all completely stopped. But looking at that, they, they say you know that's going to be one of the last things to come back is going to be people being able to kind of all go out and go. And, go and watch a show that's going to be one of the last things yeah and you know for everybody who's listening you know andy and i are gonna do our top 10 sneakers inspired by music musicians yeah okay and so and and i when i was looking up sneakers i was like we've done this i've done this before already we we did this on probably about 30 40 episodes ago but i'm glad we're redoing this because i looked at my list and my list wasn't bad, but it was kind of, it, it wasn't a good representation of what I really wanted. So I, my, my list is revamped and, and really good. Well, when I thought about it of like a top 10 of what to do, it's, I mean, I think on my Instagram, I think it's a bit obvious that like, I'm, 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 I quite like my collaborations in sneakers. It's, I, I like them to tell a story or. I mean, I do have a lot of general release. I have a lot of hype, but I'm, I'm interested more in a collaboration, I suppose. So when thinking of what what kind of top 10, that just kind of made sense to me. That Obviously, I love music and I, lo I love sneakers, so it just made sense to kind of put that together. No, that was a good one. Uh, I mean, I, I liked it, and I'm glad we're going to redo that. Uh, have your, have your uh, buying of sneakers or anything for sneakers changed since quarantine? Um, I'm... I'm 
I'm ridiculous when it comes to buying anyway. I know that I buy too many. It's all I do. It's, it's, it is ridiculous, and I understand it. I've had a conversation with you before, actually, when I think I said, I can't remember what we spoke about, and you said you buy far too many trainers. And it's true, I do. But um, no, so it's kind of been the same for me. It's just changed to, I suppose, being online instead of the, the usual kind of picking train going to a store or I travel to London a lot I'm from Manchester so I'm from the north of England um, I travel a lot to, to London to the south of England to pick up a lot of trainers um, or sneakers but uh, no yeah it's just all kind of changed to going online a lot of it and I suppose this has come from this virus is I'm now starting to see the delays which I didn't see for the first maybe four or five weeks of this maybe the stores had the stock in already now i'm starting to see the delays where people just don't have the stock or the, the sneaker has actually just been delayed full stop because they can't get it out to them yeah you know like the uh the um, what do you call it sorry the um chunky donkeys there's a lot of the stores here that we're going to have them ready to be dropping tomorrow are all saying this this could be next week or the week after because we just haven't had the stock come in yet well, you know what's crazy is is that like even I mean, like you said, it's a good point you brought up. When all this first started kind of happening and they were making the warnings saying that, you know, purchases and stuff like will be a f- shipping will be affected, I had never seen it. Like I had never seen any issues of anything I buy coming in slow, stores still seem to be okay. But in the last two or three weeks, I mean, I placed an order and I haven't even got confirmations on some of them. And I have I mean, I got the confirmation that I purchased it, but I haven't got the confirmation of like your orders in process or it's shipped. Nothing. I think it also depends what you're buying as well. I think um, if it's just some a general release that the, the store already has, I think it's a lot easier when it's something new coming in. I think that's where the delay might happen. Well, you know, what's funny is, is that like I, uh, the store out here, Manor, which is a local boutique, you know, they're learning their lesson as well on things because a lot of their shipments got delayed. And one thing that I always preach about, even with stores, even with the podcast, you know, whenever I have a guest on or somebody that's going to come on or someone I've been talking to about coming on, I never pre-promote it. Like I never say next week, I'm going to have Andy on from the UK because if some technical difficulties happen, if the audio was weird and I don't want to post it, whatever the case may be, I never pre-promote. And a lot of stores have been pre-promoting a lot of releases and never mm. had the shipment yet. So, yeah. you know, they promoting the uh, the dunk, the Brazil dunks that just came out, the LeBron media days. Um, and, there was, oh, the uh, the Camo Volt Air Max 90s, uh, yeah. whatever. They were promoting that a lot, and then they had to send out send out a post. Hey, sorry, our shipment hasn't come in. It's been delayed. Yada yada yada. So I think you know, a lot the big of one we had new practices. That. I think the big one we had with that was the uh, Nike Fear of God ones. You know, the all black pair. Oh, okay. They have literally just dropped now in in the UK, whereas they they were being spoke about weeks ago. I'm not actually, I didn't go for them, so I'm not actually 100% sure when the release date was, but I think it must have been three weeks ago, four weeks ago or something. And a friend of mine had ordered uh, and actually like kind of won a raffle for the um, the London and Amsterdam Air Max ones. And she, yeah, she's waited ages for them. She's only just got them now. And I think they actually came out in March. 
where she literally received them this week. Oh, really? Hmm. But yeah. the biggest one, yeah, that I can think of off the top of my head with that is the, the all-black Fear of God ones. Hold on a second, Andy. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfect. Oh, okay. Man, something just keeps happening with my uh, my microphone and earphones. So I'm sorry, what were you saying about the Fear of God ones? Sorry. That's probably the biggest release that's um, that, I, that I can think of that was delayed when everybody was expecting it to drop on a certain date and just nobody, it, every store had just couldn't couldn't deliver oh okay uh yeah i mean it's it's a lot of things going on right now and you know i i've had i had friends you know actually it's george you know george has had stuff shipped and it's been in the state but like it's like traveling all over the state before it actually gets to them and i just been like you know what i'm trying to be patient you know and i kind of feel like really you know it makes me feel a little small to be like angry at somebody you know to be bothered that my sneakers or my t-shirt hasn't got to my house considering what's going on in the world like it's a minor thing you know well i was listening to that on your your last episode with micah um and he was saying that one you with the the camp out hoodies and the camp out t-shirts and stuff how he had one color that he couldn't deliver he, he managed to get all the other colors and get them out to the people who wanted them but he just he had this one color didn't he so he ended up giving everybody a t-shirt as well along with it whoever had bought it for kind of just being patient and going along with it yeah, and that was that was super dope, and I enjoyed that conversation. I will tell you, I will tell the listeners today, this this won't be a three hour podcast. I don't know if I got that in anymore. <laughs> Those just happen to happen, but I'm definitely interested to hear about you know everything from the UK. So just real quick, like always, tradition, we always do pick up. So have you bought anything recently or lately? Um, the last thing I bought was the size exclusive uh, A6 gel light free. The OG celebrating the 30 years of the Gel Light 3. That was the last pair I picked up. Um, I got them last week. Oh, I also okay. got, we have a, a store here in the UK, Offspring. It's a fantastic store for the community. Uh, in in the, the UK community, it tries so hard. That's almost our headquarter, I suppose. There are other stores here. We have sneakers and stuff. We have End. We have all these other big stores. But Offspring goes the extra mile for the community. And they actually collaborated with Adidas um, on a ZX8000. So I've just picked that up as well. Um, Is that the like cream color looking one with the words on the laces and stuff? Yeah, that's the one. Like a silvery and pink one. Yeah, that one's dope. I've got the, the offspring community. <clears throat> Sorry, um, roll on the on the laces, yeah. Well, yeah, I've seen, like that, that uh, seen that a while back because offspring and Adidas had held an event in London. Um, so they were kind of showcasing a lot of things and I had seen that shoe there. So it's something I'd had my eye on for a while knowing when that drops, I want to get hold of that. Yeah, I've actually had quite a few pickups. I haven't really talked about them yet, but you know, I wanted to have my son on to do his little sneaker review part, but I picked mm. up about three, four vans. I grabbed the Adidas Pharrell 4Ds, which I don't like 4D. I think 4D is ridiculous. It's definitely not comfortable. I don't know if you tried it yet. I've not. It's not something that I've considered. I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's not for me. Yeah, it, it's it's gimmicky. Like it's like wow, 4D. It was one of those things where like when we first started seeing it, you know, certain people had it, and the idea of it was cool, and we were still kind of on a little high on boost. But nah, it's not. You know, and it's a remarkable to see the prices of them. Like 4D sneakers are on sale for cheap. 
Yeah, considering what they were when they first came out, so where it's gone now. But I think you're right with that, and I do think it's it feels a little gimmicky, and I think it lost its sparkle. I think when it first came out, and people were thinking, "Oh, this new technology." I think as time's gone on, people have lost interest real quick. Yeah, you know what's funny is, is like it's sort of they went with the same route with like Boost. I remember when Boost had first came out, their real promotion of it was like how hard it was to produce boost like they made it seem like we just can't drop boost sneakers because boost isn't something that's easy to to create or whatever and they kind of did the same thing with 4d it was like super limited i only knew a few people that had it and they were like store owners and they were like you know released like 50 pairs or whatever and they were like 500 dollars at the time now Mm -hmm. It's like now they put 4D on everything and it's like, OK, well, now you've perfected it, but it's kind of too late. And then once you've perfected it and we've all got it on our feet, it doesn't feel like anything. Yeah, well, I think that's that's a problem Adidas have, I think, really, to be honest. I think they're the way that they promote things and drop them. They just don't really ever seem to get things right. Yeah, which is I, I I don't understand it. Like they, it's like they keep getting away of themselves. You know, I, I hate that a lot of conversations with Adidas either starts starts and ends with Yeezy. I mean, that's pretty much the way it is. Mm. Well, I think it's it's different here in the UK. We have Adidas is a very big brand here, um, but I also think it's separated. It's there is a north and south divide, um, and in the north. Adidas is a huge brand. It's it's comes along with the the youth culture from the eighties, I suppose. So it's you know your Terry shoe, your specials, and your gazelles, and your Stan Smiths. It's come through the youth culture of, I suppose, what you'd call soccer, but the the football right. community and the football culture in the UK. So it's what? still quite a thing in the north. Well, you know, we'll get into that. So let me let me ask you this, sir. So we could we could get into that, and you can and you can kind of talk to me about that. So I do want to talk about that UK sneaker culture, London, England sneaker culture, because you know this is from my perspective, and I, I'll tell you just from probably a lot of Americans who have maybe never traveled to England. Um, my personal take and view when I England, it's always you know England just always seemed very you know super clean cut proper you think about the royal family you think about the weather you think about it more of like you know uh you know architectural you think about a lot of things and i was one of the people who really didn't think about streetwear culture or sneakers when it came to england the like you said with soccer you know football it was always like you know just under the assumption that adidas and um i remember when i first started getting introduced to England sneaker culture was on Facebook and it was from Facebook groups and I would be in a lot of like uh trainers which you guys call all sneakers trainers right yeah trainers yeah okay so then for us trainers is trainers you know stuff that like traditionally would like actually be trained in or casual you know so I would be in a lot of ASIC New Balance Air Max um Facebook sneaker groups and they were always heavy uh, England based so I, I kind of want you to kind of talk to me about the cult. actually you know what let me ask you this first sorry let me go back 
and I never ask people this, but I do want to hear it from you because I, it would probably be dramatically different from ours here. But what actually got you in the sneaker culture first? Well, for me, my experience, it was the all black Reebok classic. Um, that's such a, I think that was in the nineties. That was the staple sneaker in the UK was the all black Reebok classic. It was that one shoe everybody had or everybody wanted. Um, so yeah, that was it for me. It was being a kid and just seeing this dead clean, all black Reebok classic and just wanting that. That was the first sneaker that I ever really cared about and wanted to get hold of. I remember getting it as well and just, yeah, that was it. Like it changed for me then. Do you still worry about classics? Oh yeah. Well, loads of Reebok classics. Yeah. It's, there's very few brands I don't really wear, to be honest. Yeah, you have a really eclectic commercial. I mean, a uh, collection. Like it, it's it's pretty out there. There's no theme, I don't think. Like I, I'm not like an Air Max collector, or I'm just. It just is what it is. It's whatever I, I feel like grabbing. I suppose. I mean, I can literally go from a Yeezy Five Hundred one day to a Chuck Taylor the next day to. Um, and up tempo the day after like it's just it's literally just whatever i feel like grabbing hold of and you know what's funny is is that like you and i had jixi on a few episodes back you know it is rare to hear anybody i mean i've heard many conversations of people that started their collection or got in their sneakers from reebok but it was always from like sean camp iverson on that point never a reebok classic you know, if you ask mm. a lot of Americans, like, how'd you get into sneakers? What'd you get into it? It would start with Jordans, you know, maybe some Air Max here and there, Penny Hardaway. It would start there. But when I think of UK and England, I don't know exactly where the influence of everything came from. I think that was an across the board uh, thing was the Reebok Classic. But again, before that, though, there is like the North and South divide so it is very different um, the south and london was very air max orientated it's very their their i suppose the start of their scene was yeah it was very heavily influenced by air max so whereas the uk sorry the, the north was more of your terry shoe it was more of the the specials and gazelles and stuff like that now, what was the influence like on that side? Like, because like sneaker culture, when I think of sneaker culture, England wise, it seems relatively new. Like, I, 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 even though you know, let's put it this way: not relatively new because what everyone there was interested in just weren't really high on the interest level here. To me, in you know, my no, I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, no, no I agree. It's a completely different style. I think, if anything. The, the, the more time goes on, I think um, England is more influenced by America. I mean, obviously, the, it started in America, but I think it found its its own style instantly, I think, the UK. We, we just came at it from a completely different angle. I just think as time's gone on, it is now. Now, Jordans are huge here. I mean, they have been for a long time anyway, but you drop a, a new Jordan one here in whichever colorway and people lose their minds for it. People love Jordans. Personally, I'm not really, as you can see on my page, I'm not really into Jordans. It's just not for me, but I have a lot of friends where it's, they're waiting on that next colorway for that next Jordan one. Like it's, 
but yeah so the in the north i think where where, where i'm from where it came from is the, the football uh, and the, the terrace stuff but this was quite what the area i'm from is quite poor the north was quite a quite a poor area i suppose in the 80s and it more came from I'd say originally it probably came from Liverpool Football Club being a big successful football team in Europe and their fans travelling to different parts of Europe when they play different teams. So for them it was the terrace shoe was your your gazelles, your specials, Stan Smiths, stuff that that type of Adidas shoe. And what they used to do was which isn't great, but they used when they used to go to Europe, a lot of the fans would kind of go to these really high-end stores and they would steal clothes. They would all go in and steal a lot of the clothes and they'd bring them back to the UK. And all the other fans would see, I suppose, the Liverpool fans in all this designer gear that they really shouldn't be wearing. They had no... no, They shouldn't have been wearing it. It just wasn't made for them. But I think that was also the appeal, is that these poor people from Liverpool are wearing these clothes with these trainers. And I think it spread out over people over, clubs other fans of the clubs wanted to kind of get in and look like that so i think that's how it kind of spread around the north it did hit the south as well but that there's i'm not traditionally the same way the north is when it comes to i don't wear specials i don't wear gazelles i don't really wear that type of stuff but that scene of the terrace shoe is still massive within the north people will still when there's a new special drop in for instance the last one i actually remember one of my friends wanted it was the liam gallagher from oasis the the indie band well they're from manchester and uh liam gallagher had a special come out not too long ago and people were stood outside the shop from about seven o'clock at night the night before waiting for it to drop like there's still uh, a scene for those specials and stuff i don't think it happened so much in the south in the south even though they did have um uh, their own kind of style and stuff beforehand i think that more came with like the birth of grime music okay so going back to what you were saying about jordans like is it just jordan ones or is it like all jordans it's predominantly jordan ones but it's all jordans i think um ones fours fives i think are the most uh the most popular here but yeah ones ones are majorly big so it kind of, so it sounds like out here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when it comes to like that that culture, like you know, we always, you know, when I think about traveling, we talk about like destination shops. Even though I'm aware of uh, the sneaker culture out there, like me and my wife, we plan on going to Paris next year if that happens, and we plan on stopping off in I think we'll be in London probably for like three or four days. But even the mm. thought of going there, it never crossed my mind. Like I want to check out some of the sneaker spots. Like I've never thought that. I think wherever you be in London, you will notice it anyway. It's it is it's massive these days. So I think it's very easy. There's a lot of stores around London for you to the foot patrol sneakers and stuff definitely offspring um and then you have your more standard ones which your jd sports your foot lockers um hmm. yeah it's the, the it's it's expanded so big these days i think it's it's the retailers have took notice that it is more than just somebody kind of wanting to go to a foot locker and buy a react element 55 off the wall like i think they've actually paid attention to 
that how big the the scene and the community has probably got in the UK. How are releases done out there these days? Like, you know, even in the past, how was it? Because you, you did mention about how they were waiting for that one sneaker and they were out there from 7 a.m. Like, is camping or raffles? Like, how's releases out there? Oh, yeah. I think we're very similar to America when it comes to that. Yeah, there's people are uh, camping for, for sneakers. People are entering raffles and stuff. It's exactly the same, I think. I think the last one, I was going to do it for the Strange Loves, but it was just filled with outside a skate shop. Uh, Obviously, well, I'm, 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 do you are you the same there? Whereas um, SBs only really sold in skate shops. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was going to ask you about SBs out there, but SBs out here are typically only um, available in skate shops. We have had a few of our, I don't know if they're still called boutiques, but like undefeated. Um, they've started selling a couple, couple here and there. They've had some of the bigger releases um, as of late, um, but. SB dunks are typically still sequestered to skate shops. I mean, SBs didn't even release on the sneakers app, and now they do. Yeah, well, that's that's the same here. Um, everything else kind of goes through every other retailer, but once it comes to your SB dunks and stuff, it's exclusively either online or to skate shops. So I'd uh, gone with my friend for the Strange Loves. Uh, they dropped at 8 o'clock in the morning. So we decided we'll just go down for the day. It was nice weather. We'll just go down and we'll just spend the day in town and we'll just wait. And we got there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon the day before and there must have been 30, 40 people there already. They'd already made their own list. They had 70-odd people that weren't there that are apparently on this list. Um, and not to stereotype people, but they were not the type. Of, they were there to resell. They were not there to kind of try and get themselves a pair of trainers. So, yeah, we ended up leaving. Luckily, I managed to get a pair off a raffle. But, yeah, camping is a thing here. It's You're competing with the resellers all the time, though, I think, when it comes to a camp. So I was Especially you, reselling big out there? Yeah, huge. Massive. There's so many people who do it. There's a... It's, I mean, it's not for me. I don't really do reselling. I don't sell anything. Um, I very rarely buy anything uh, resale unless... It's something that I've missed out on and I really, really want. I think the last thing I actually paid resale for was the white and black pair of Fear of God Converse. Um, oh, okay. I just wanted to add all three to my collection. I managed to get two pairs of the grey. I'm still after a black pair. Um, and, yeah, the, the white pair, I ended up buying them for, it was only like £30 over retail, so I didn't really care about that. That wasn't really a thing, but... Yeah, I wouldn't pay these silly prices that some people are paying on sneakers where it's it retailed at £89 and they're paying £500. That's crazy to me, though. Yeah, so uh, I know like StockX has a present um, in England. So StockX is pretty big out there resale-wise and all that? Yeah, it's, stock, it's a huge StockX. Um, <clears throat> people keep getting hacked, though, from what I gather. I, don't really, I only use that as a cross-reference, cross really. StockX, I don't really have an I don't have an account with it. I don't really use it like that. But a lot of people I do know have had their accounts hacked a good few times recently. Um, it doesn't seem so trustworthy, to be honest. Yeah, I mean that was a big thing that's been happening out here. I didn't know if it was still something out there. Um, when I had watched, you know, and I, I I tell everybody, you know, I've been telling people like, hey man, check out Soul Seekers. I actually watched it on Amazon Prime, and it was like a dollar ninety nine or something like that, and I didn't mind paying for it. It was about a two hour show maybe like an hour and a half and it was good content it was good stuff to learn you know it was good to see um 
you know, sort of like the origin and understanding of of sneaker culture out there. Um, what like the people that they had on their feature? You know, I'm I just started following King of Trainers and a few other yeah. people that were featured on it. Um, influencing influencers is that big out there? Um. Uh, I don't think so. A yes and no. I suppose I think there are some people. I'm too old to and too <laughs> to it myself to care about what and like that's never going to do anything for me. Like it's, I do think maybe the youngins it does. Um, I think really it's it's hype that a lot of people are more influenced by. I think, like I know King of Trainers has got a pair of trainers coming out. He's got a some Alessa coming at some point. It is a really nice chain on, but if you drop that on the same day that a Travis Scott something comes out, no one's going to, everyone's going to go for the Travis Scott. Hype is massive here as well, um, which is really annoying because I think we all like some bits that are a hype. We all do. It just so happens that some of it, I'm never going to like it because it's hype, but regardless of it being hype, I may like it. But there are people here that will only go for the hype. I don't really class that the same as like, a sneaker collector or somebody that's involved in the, the community and the culture, it seems more done for the Instagram likes. People want to be the first person with that trainer and to have put the first picture up of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's something. It's one of those beasts you just can't beat, you know. I mean, hype is, you know, I mean, I wanted to hear about, you know, your take on hype overseas because, you know, over here we get very tunnel vision you know and in, in america you know we have our own set ways and how things are done here and you know it kind of gets to the point to where it's like we act like we're the only country and everything that matters you know especially in sneaker culture um but i was gonna ask you like do things sell different out there than they do here like would something that might fly here sit there um i think it's very similar to be honest um i think like the one thing I will say, I think uh, the breakdown has a very UK feeling. Uh, like the stuff they're into is quite big in the UK. Your New Balance, your Asics, right. um, that that's quite a a UK shoe. Um, yeah, that's like standard here. Um, vans are massive here as well. For some reason, every girl seems to own a pair of vans. Every even if they're not into the sneakers, their standard go to is a pair of vans. Um, no, but I think the majority of the things are the same. Um, I don't know when a new Travis Scott collaboration drops, people want it. When an um, Off-White or anything to do with Virgil drops, people want it. Um, certain things kind of run out of hype. Obviously, and everybody wants the Yeezys. Everybody's always jumping on them. I do think the hype has died down for 350s, but right. any other kind of thing that they, they bring out, yeah, people, they jump all over it. I do think... Um, the hype came and went pretty quick with fear of God, though, I would say. Uh, yeah, I will. The fear of God ones or whatever. I, I do feel like the black pair was pretty obtainable if you really wanted it. Like I didn't see anybody having any difficulties and I definitely don't know anybody or see anybody who took, you know, a quote unquote L on them. You know, it seemed like everybody got them who wasn't able to get any of the previous pairs which i think is a good thing you know but i think once you reach that level you start to see who really likes a sneaker yeah well that's that's what's happened with the 350s as well though aren't it 
it's gone from everybody, even people paying resale and being crazy, to one almost dropping every fortnight. And you've seen people go from loving 350s to say, no, I'm, ne- I'm never going to pick another one up. I have enough of them. Well, you know, what's funny is, is like, you know, you were saying like the hype and Travis Scott's and stuff like that, like a, uh, a ZX, you know, out there, those sell out, right? Mm. Okay. And see out here, they, they don't like, it's not, not all of them will. I think it has to be that, but because it's such a standard shoe here, they are going to sit on the shelves anyway, because it's a standard shoe. It's, uh, it's that European feel, I suppose. It's just it's it's been normal. We've grown up with having that on the shelf. That's a, a go-to trainer for a lot of people. So it's it's standard for that to just be an, an, an easy, accessible pair to pick up. You guys have uh, the same difficulties we do with, like you know, stores selling pairs early, backdooring, anything like that. Um, yeah, it's been known. Yeah, there's a. Yeah, it's been known. We've actually, where I live now, they've always had this in London. Manchester was a bit slow with it. We've actually now just got two consignment stores that have opened. Uh, yeah, one of them that I know is able to get back doors. It happens constantly. There was actually somebody else, an American uh, YouTuber, had actually called them out. And I know the lad who works in this shop. So I found that really crazy, considering this is just some shop that's down the road from me some quite established YouTuber had kind of called him out saying, I've noticed this and it's just not on how people are struggling to get this. And you're promoting your picture of all these backdoored. It was a, I think it was the off white presto actually Hmm. when the second time round when they dropped the black and the white pair. And I think it was the black pairs. Yeah. And the YouTuber had, uh, yeah, called him out basically. And I just found that crazy. I was like, you know, the other side of the world is kind of telling Having a go at somebody I know who lives down the road, <laughs> right? And, but yeah, no, it does. It does happen. Um, yeah, as far as I'm aware, as well, there was one shop that got in trouble here because they basically didn't sell any of the Trav Dunks when they saw how much the Travis Scott Dunks was reselling for. They literally sent them all to StockX. You know, it's always like speculation that stuff like that always happens, which I'm sure it does. But you know, it's it's it's. I don't want to say it's a good thing to know, but it's just a universal thing that everyone has to deal with within the sneaker community. Do I think some shops care and some don't know? Like we have, the, my my go to shop is always going to be Offspring. Uh, I've had a good relationship with them for a long time, um, and I think they push massively for we want to sell the sneaker to the person who wants to wear it. If you don't want to wear it, we don't want to sell it to you. They and if they find out that they're helping the community kind of get shoes and you're purposely buying it so that you can go and resell it, you will never win a raffle with them again. They actually well, others, that? yeah, if they're aware of it, yeah, because some people are quite open with it, aren't they? So you know they'll get their their shoe and they'll sell it on social media. Yeah, no, they absolutely hundred percent will enforce that. Huh? Um, how do you? But that's where that? I think that's become the the headquarters of the community here i think i think it, it's through that it's through the genuine like sneaker heads i suppose that that really want the shoes to wear the shoes that's who they're trying to cater for and i think they feel like if you want if you want to resell them this then go somewhere else go and buy them from somewhere else so i think over the last few years they're never going to be able to stop it but i think they've been able they've been able to 
weed out a lot of the the people that were purposely in it for that. Do you guys buy a lot from US sites? Um, from, right. So when it comes to US sites, there's nothing really I can't get here when it comes to sneakers. Very few. With US sites, it's more the clothing and stuff. Like I mean, I like I like staple. So when they don't have a store here, um, I like Chinatown Market. They don't have a store here. The hundreds does. So I can order from like the hundreds UK. But when it comes to yeah, other parts, clothing like that, I have to kind of buy it from America. So I think it's very few. I think there's very few releases, huh. sneaker one, that America has that we don't get. So then you got, well, yes, I know you guys might get it because we do as well. But I mean, like on like special drops, like are you on any of our store sites waiting for a sneaker to drop? Because we are, we're on end you know, I buy off end all the time. I enter all the end raffles, you know. Well, that's Cali quite strange. As, as far as I'm aware, there was a new rule that's coming where only certain, couldn't, like, you're only allowed now to buy within Europe when it comes to certain, th th I, when a shop drops a, sh a certain shoe, I'm not allowed to enter it if it's outside of Europe. They can only well, cater to Europe. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, we can't enter the raffles on a Travis Scott, and you know stuff like that like big big things like that but right. we can still get all the new balances we can still get all the you know whatever else that drops and like they sell out quick like the new new balance uh 327 that one over here is just flying anytime it drops anywhere but i got mine from sneakers and stuff you know when they dropped a few colorways i got mine off sneakers and stuff like does that bother any of you guys that we're dipping into your guys's stock no, I don't. I don't think it's that. I think everybody should try and get what they want to get hold of from wherever they, they can get. I don't think it shouldn't be done like that. If it's done like that, necessarily we're taking from your stock because you know Nike is American, so we're taking it from there originally. So I don't think it can be looked at like that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, but it's like you know, if sneakers and stuff only gets a certain amount. I mean, there's sneakers and stuff here in California, so like you know, end. And only gets a certain amount of, you know, a New Balance 327. And, you know, you guys want it as well. Um, we've already depleted all of our sites. We've depleted, you know, any site that's dropped it. We've already depleted it. And now we're waiting for the end release. You know, I, I would have assumed, I mean, I would be bothered by it. No, I don't. I've never even heard anybody even bring that up as a thing i don't think anybody cares about that to be honest i think we feel it's fair game it's whoever is after it well you know what i could tell you this if i know i haven't really heard of it being a discussion here because i don't even know if anybody from another country like japan china anywhere could even do that you know england wherever like buy from an undefeated or you know one of our store but undefeated mm -hmm. is in japan as well i believe in china but um, I honestly think if on our sites, if it was a big thing where anybody from other countries were like dipping into our stock pool and taking it, they'd be so mad here. Well, actually, a couple of weeks ago, there was a pair of dunks that I dropped and I have a friend in America. I was trying to actually get hold of them for him. Like my my idea was to try and get hold of them and send them to America for him because he really wanted them. But as soon as I had him in my car and I went to pay for them and the website just fell apart.
so I didn't end up getting them. But no, I don't think people care with stuff like that. I think people will just help each other out or don't even care who's getting it. I've never felt like that before. I've never thought, no, this is for us exclusively. How big are the women in the community? Massive here. It's not. That was actually how we started speaking about something, wasn't it, not too long ago when you were saying there was something about that. Uh, no, the women here, if anything, it's pushed. The the female sneaker community in the UK is pushed, if anything. it's. I wouldn't say it's much smaller than the male. I, I do think the male uh, amount is bigger, but no, we have, a, we have a hell of a lot of female sneaker heads here. It's, it's growing constantly. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where, you know, and I don't know how it is out there. You know, one of the issues with here is that, you know, I, I know you guys are on social media and there's probably some YouTubers, you know, who do, you know, some stuff. And it's it's such a movement for women sneakerheads to be more apart and septic, like content wise, they might create sneaker wise. Um, the ability to buy sneakers, you know, they hate when men buy them all and then want to resell them, uh, you know, size like six and a Yeezy out here, you know, is like prime for a woman, but it's also prime to sell, you know, that's a lot yeah. of money for a Yeezy. Um, and I feel like if we had, a, if we eliminated a lot, like there's just too much content now. Like, I mean, I think every single person you know, who I know on IG or follow or talk to regularly has some sort of content that they create, whether it's sneaker reviews or a podcast or a blog or, you know, whatever it is, Twitch, whatever. It's just such a big movement that of people looking for some type of support that sneakers get lost. Mm. I think the, the stores here... Like on my page, for instance, it has my shoe size, but that's because a few stores in the UK have said that, like, you know, when you're going for your raffles through Instagram or whatever it is, they want your shoe size on your bio because when it comes to allocating that pair of sneakers, you're only going to win your size. So I couldn't enter um, for, uh, you know, I could off like, say, Adidas or wherever it be, but on the stores, I couldn't try and enter for a 5.5 they know that i'm a uk9 i couldn't have a 5.5 so if i entered for that they saw it was a 5.5 i'm not winning the shoe it's not going to happen the 5.5s are going to be allocated to people that size how big or or how crazy is it getting for people wanting the ben and jerry dunk yeah, it's ridiculous. Even it, my Instagram's turned ridiculous. I've ended up having to post about six different things, which I generally wouldn't put on my Instagram. It's the same <laughs> again. This is the hype. This is the hype thing, though. Again, it's. I mean, I'm. I, I love dunks, and I've I, I've got a good few pairs, and I've had them for a long time. But I'm seeing people now jump onto the hype of dunks. Probably since the the paras dropped, or maybe the trabs have dropped, I'm seeing people jump onto it now. Who maybe 18 months ago would have told me I don't really like them. All of a sudden now they're jumping onto everything. I also think again it goes back to the hype. I think what people determine resale price is going to be also decides whether a lot of people like the shoe or not. So I think people knowing it's going to be silly expensive on resale makes more people want that shoe 
What? I watched it with the cast dropped. I missed what? out on them. Can you hear me? What did you say? You the what? Oh, what did you hear then? Sorry. Oh, uh, you said something dropped. Yeah, when when the Travis Scott uh, dunks dropped, oh, okay. I missed out on them. Um, but I didn't feel too bothered. It was a shoe I wanted, but I also feel like I got the better dunk of the year up to now. Anyway, that strange love for me is probably a shoe of the year up to now for me. But um, so I want to do something. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I think the detail on it is amazing. I think it also shows what brands can do for the price. If they can make a shoe that quality for eighty nine pound, why am I getting charged nearly two hundred pound for a three fifty? You know, I, they just look like girl shoes. <laughs> it's just a little bit too much for me. Like I, I did see one pair in person, and I did. I will say it looked a lot nicer in person. Um, I feel like the what is it, velvet? Like yeah, crushed velvet. Yeah, like I feel like it makes the shoe seem a little bit thicker or bulkier. Um, that was the one thing without here. Like I don't know if SBs were ever big prior to the wave now in England. Um, but out here. It was a really big wave, you know, it was, it was sort of dunks had its place, you know, way before a lot of people actually got into it. But then when it kind of got more mainstream with a lot of the like special releases, it was sort of everybody's way of easing away from basketball sneakers. So it was like, well, I think, go ahead. Sorry. I think the one comparison we have with the difference that, yeah, I think that's right with the SBs, but I think the way. American sneaker heads, you know, you could have people who just strictly love Jordans or are into the air and stuff, whatever it be. I feel the uh, SB Dunks also had its own community almost within the community. That's, I think, the same in the UK when it came to the Terry shoot, when it came to the Specials and the Gazelles. That had its own community within the community. And I feel like the people who have always been in the SBs, well, you know, I don't know. I, I I didn't know anybody who were who was only in the SBs. I knew people who really, really loved SBs. George. George is one of them. George mm. loved loved SBs, bought a lot of SBs, but then he also bought Air Maxes and he bought Jordans and A6 and stuff like that. You know, he his collection was a lot of SB, but he still bought a lot of other stuff. I never knew anybody who was like really, really SB heavy you know besides george and i feel like when a lot of us had got on that first or second whichever wave of sb it was trying to ease our way out of basketball shoes and we looked at these as more casual and you know it was kind of like the themes were cool so we took that opportunity to say like oh here's something that like i can even with janoskis i don't know if janoskis were big out here but a lot of people forget janoskis out here were huge at one point yeah, I think they are here, but it's more in the skate scene. See, it, it got away from the skate scene out here. It was everybody was buying Janoskis. We had there were some Janoskis selling upwards of five hundred, six hundred dollars, which is crazy now. Now I don't see yeah, that is not, it's not like that here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't see that's the type that's Genoskis. the type of sneaker I can pick up on sale. I mean, I do have a pair, a few pairs, but I pick them up on sale. I can pick them up at an outlet or. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have to pick that. That's the type of sneaker I know when it drops. If I really want it, I can hold out. I don't have to buy that now because I will get it cheaper in four months' time. Oh, 100%. Like, it's just like this weird wave. So people are out there really, people out there are wearing SBs who didn't wear them before. Yeah. Hmm. But there's also a lot of people 
uh, obviously who were into them that are now a bit salty that it's become like that because two years ago, like for instance, the the panda pigeons, when I went and got them, the skate shop I went to, I, I camped for them, but I didn't really need to. Uh, I was 11th in the line and I think the skate shop that I went to had 23 pairs and I was 11th um, when, what was the next one? I'm trying to think what was the one after that. Yeah, so there wasn't really that many people there when it comes to that. There was probably maybe uh, 50 people in line. So obviously only half the people got the shoot, but it wasn't that that many. Give it six months down the line and it was ridiculous for the people who were camping days before. The strange love, there was people doing that for the strange loves. When we'd got there at two o'clock in the afternoon, the guy who was first in the queue had been there since midnight the night before. Hmm. And he was reselling, and he he said he'd already sold his shoe. Um, <laughs> he'd already sold it for three hundred pound. So when I worked that out of how long it was, he's probably done that for three pound an hour or whatever it was. So he's literally camped that long, and he was basically paid three pound an hour. He was very silly though. If he really wanted to resell it, he should have kept hold of it. I've recently seen on eBay they're selling for eighteen hundred. Yeah. So he he didn't do himself very good, right? Well, you know what's funny is is that like I, I, it's hard. It's so hard now. At one point, like you know, months ago, I talked about it's hard to gauge what should sell out or what will sell out and what doesn't sell out. I've I've had a hard time gauging that lately with some sneakers, but the prices you can't even really gauge it anymore there are some people that can give you some estimates and understanding but recently i saw how much strange loves with the special box are going for i almost fell out of my chair mm, crazy it's, it's just it's it's crazy high how much travis a travis dunk with the special box go for the boxes bandana with some bandana paper it's nothing special but it's almost it's it's so much higher than just a regular box. One of the consignment stores here told me just the standard box, uh, Travis Scott. Uh, I said to him, "How much are you selling them for?" And at that point, he was doing them for eight hundred pound, which is crazy. Uh, and he said to me, "But we're not selling them." And I said, "Well, you've got them on your wall there." He said, "Yeah, but we're not selling them. We're just showing you we've got them." He said, "That's the one shoe that's going to come out this year that I'm, we're not going to sell." Because in a few months' time, that's going to be worth £2,000, so we wouldn't sell it now. Yeah, you know, I feel like, you know, consignment shops, they have their ways of gauging stuff, and they're really pretty good at it. Some of the shops out here, I can tell when something is expected to skyrocket at some point is when they're constantly buying them. Like, they're saying, hey, we're buying any Travis Scott, any Off-White just come in and we'll they they want to buy them all you know and they're not and they'll give you resale price and i even thought about that for myself there are some sneakers that i don't really super care about but it's weird to see when a sneaker hasn't dropped yet and they're for sale for like 500 you know it's like it's like ah you know should i buy this for 500 and then you don't buy it and then the sneaker comes out give it about four months and now they're selling for 1500 yeah, well, I think that's the that's the same with this chunky donkey that's coming out. I suppose is that people know how much money this is going to. People know this is going to be uh, a very sought after and a very expensive shoe once it hits re- resale. So I think it just bulks the interest. There's so many more people 
yeah, sorry, that's what I was getting at before when I was saying with the staple. Like when I went for the uh, panda pigeon, the people who went were people who wanted to wear that shoe. Now we're at the point, like now with the chunky donkey, where the people that we're having to kind of go against the resellers that have worked this out and realised there's a lot of money in this. So now everybody's jumping in for them. I don't like them one bit. So any pairs I'm getting, I'm trying to get for friends. I like how wild they are. I mean, I sometimes my dress sense is a bit crazy sometimes. So I'm okay with that. I like that. If anything, it's a bit of a challenge to me. I'll style that. So, it, yeah, it's a bit of a challenge to me. See, you know, dressing-wise, you can get a little wild with. You know, the shoe to me, I think it's just too literal. Like, there are certain sneakers where I'm like, you know, even with some of the music sneakers that we're going to do, top 10 music, you know, sneakers inspired by music or musicians, that's what our top 10 is to mm. me. I, I feel like some of them, you know, the theme was, you know, the actual music, you know, and I feel like it was either like not literal enough or too literal. Um, and I'll talk about it when we do our list, but these ones are just way too much. It is way too many patterns for me. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like that about them. It's kind of what I like about SBs, to be honest. I like them to go over the top with it. I wouldn't, if this was a an Air Max One, I probably wouldn't like it. I think it's really? the silhouette. Yeah, I think it's what I expect of um, an SB these days. I think I want them to be that little bit wild. I want it to be a bit wacky, a bit different. But yeah, I don't think. I mean, you know what? I like that crazy. I mean, that, that I, Jordan that's coming out too. That uh, oh, I can't think what he's called. He's bringing that big multicolored Jordan out. Uh, are you talking about? Are you not talking about that J Balvin Jordan one? Yeah, that? yeah, him. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't like it on a Jordan. If you put that colorway on a Dunk, I'd probably like it. But on a Jordan, I'm just like I don't know what what's going on here. Uh, you know what? That see, that's a that's a good comparison. So if this chunky donkey pattern scheme whatever was on an air max one it, it would be fine if it's on a jordan one absolutely not mm. like and and i feel like that's what messed up dunks the first or second wave that it it kind of faded away dunks had got way too out there like they had went from you know when, they, when we first was really into them they had some out there color schemes there were a very few dunks that was like hard to work with you know like dino juniors i talk about that a lot mork and mindy's but then they had mm -hmm. a lot of great collaborations you know Ty temples and stuff like that slayers you know etc cigars where you could work with them then dunks when it, it felt like once it got to i don't know if you remember or know what i'm talking about but like the miami theme tampa bay skate shop then they had like the Concord Dunk SBs. Once they started kind of reaching and the materials started getting a little weird, it fell off fast. See, I kind of like that though. Like these Grateful Dead ones that are coming at some point where they're dead furry and just like, mm. my initial thought is I'll laugh at it and then I'll think, yeah, actually, I reckon See, I, I could wear them. I love the swoosh on it. But the fur and all that, it's too much. Makes the shoe look round like i just I, I i will say this looking at the the grateful bears you know a couple of days ago i was like that's okay it's not too bad there are some colors better than the other um i think you know my whole thing is is that like 
it's so weird that when the SB Dunk Wave was in, the regular Nike Dunk wasn't really that big, you know. Um, mm. Preferred SBs. Now, like yesterday, I yesterday was the first time I've tried on multiple sites to try to buy a sneaker. So the Brazil Dunk, I was on Kith, I was on Nice Kicks, I was on Sneakers App. I was on Premiere. I was on about three, four sites on my computer. I haven't done that, no joke, in about five years. Did you manage to get them? No. I mean, that was the thing. Didn't even get them. See, I don't think they were too hard to get hold of here. I mean, they was on raffles and stuff, but, yeah, I, mean, I know a lot of people that actually managed to get that. I don't think they tried too hard either. They were just, they literally just entered and got. And see, uh, I went on, and then I was like, well, let me go on StockX Goat to see what they're going for. And they were like 263 and I can't pay, I can't pay 263 for them. I can't. Mm. I think I could have, I could have for plums, and I should have for plums. There are many times where I could have got plums for 250 which is really high for a dunk. But now I think they're around 320 350 and I'm not paying that. Well, I was actually offered them for retail and I ended up turning it down because there was something else coming out at the time. I can't remember what it was, but whatever else it was that came out around the same time, I was more bothered about. And I do kind of regret it because whenever I see somebody post a picture or when I see them, I am like, oh, they're nice then. Yeah, so I do kind of regret I've done that a lot where you turn down something like my friend was like, uh, shout out to Josh. He asked me, he was like, man, I don't know why you turned down Purple Lobsters from me. And I was like, I'm sorry, I did what? And he was like, yeah, remember when I offered you Purple Lobsters for retail? And I was like, holy crap, you did. But I felt bad taking something like that from retail from a friend. You know, even though I would have wanted them and would have wore them, I think I would prefer them to sell them and make some money off of it if they don't like it. Well, mine was from the store, one of the stores. Uh, I even turned down the uh, the Off-White Air Max Nighter. I turned that down as well. <laughs> Why? just wasn't feeling it and i like air max 90s but i just i don't know like again that's another one i look back at and i was just like i don't know why i did that now so my okay. friends got it. i, okay, I actually so just then, it down. now now for a sneaker like that so let's go back then so a sneaker that you don't like but know you can make some money off of you wouldn't take it and sell it no, I'd much rather somebody who wanted it wear it. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't care about the resale money and stuff like that. It's not something I want. Uh, I, I would, I have a job and I make money. I don't need to be. Uh, of course, we all want more money, but no, it's just not. It's not for me that. It's not the way. It's not uh, how I view the the. I want somebody who wants that to to have that and to wear that. I'm never once ever looking to make money. And see, I would, I would, if it's something that I don't like and I can make money off of it and buy other sneakers that I want, I would do that. Now, there well, that's it. I mean, there are common sense parts of it. It's like if I didn't like the strange loves, it would have made sense for me to go in for them, sell them, and I could probably buy four pairs of something I do quite like. But I'll, again, I'll only enter for something that I want. I'll never, like the, the chunky donkeys, I know they're going to be worth money, but I actually want to wear them. Uh, I wouldn't have entered for them if I didn't want to wear them with the idea of reselling them. I wouldn't have done it. I'd have just left it alone. Hmm. I, I'm i definitely interested to see if... Like, for right now, right now, I've still never seen a Travis Scott 
Oh, actually, you know what? I have seen a Travis Scott dunk in person. It was at a sneaker event. Actually, you know what? Let me ask you about that. So, I know SneakerCon had came to the UK or England for maybe like three years ago, two years ago. I, I think know. so, yeah. It was free, I think. First time. Uh, did you go to that? No, but we have our own. We have, I mean, we have a few, but I suppose the big one in the UK is called Crep City. Oh, you know what? Um, Let me ask you this too real quick. Sorry. What does Crep mean? Crepe is like a shoe. It's just the same thing, a crepe. Like, it's pretty much every one of my uploads just says crepe check. It's just right. a shoe. It's just basically that's what I'm wearing. You know what's funny is every time I would see your post crepe check, I thought it had to do with crepe, the sneaker cleaner. No, no, it's no. And the same way, like, I've seen other people put it and they put crepe, they put C-R-E-P-E, which is actually a pancake. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, what are you doing? But no, no, it's literally just a crepe check. But uh, yeah, so Crepe City is like, that's actually where uh, I saw the Soul Seeker documentary. Um, it, it was kind of showcasing it. It'd been wherever. They, they hold it all over the UK. So you might have it in London, Birmingham, Manchester, wherever else that they're going to have it. Um, and after the Manchester event, he, he had it in like uh, the back of a bar, I suppose, with a big... Um, screen that they put up for people to just kind of come have a drink after it and just watch that and then a, a Q&A afterwards so that's where even though obviously I already knew before that who Soul Seeker was and I'm not too sure if I'd spoken to him before that or not but yeah it was it was a good experience to kind of go and have the day at Crep City and kind of meet all my friends there and stuff or people that I do speak to online that I hadn't met before and for us all to kind of then just when that finished to go watch this kind of documentary so yeah, that's where I'd actually seen the the Soul Seeker documentary from. So, do you do you go to any other events out there? I do, but I also don't really care about them. They're just going to sell me off white. They're going to sell me Yeezys. They're going to sell me Supreme. They've all got the same thing. They're going <laughs> to sell me the same, thing, and I don't care. And I know everyone's going to be the same. I'm going to go to 17 tables with off white. I'm going to go to 15 tables with um, <laughs> Yeezys. And every other table is going to try and sell me a bunch of Supreme stickers or a Supreme box logo or even the, the ridiculous things that here's a Supreme can opener. You can have this for £70 and it's just stuff I don't care about. I'm just not interested. Yeah, so, And also know, as well, without it sounding a bit, I probably already own what it is they're selling anyway. So I don't, when it comes to the, the sneakers, I, there's, what I'd like them to do is to sell me the 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 obscure or you know the ones that got away the sneakers that i'm still looking for that got away but it's not it's filled with just here is the most hype things that i've released in the past two years and i want i want to go there and find a rare gem that i've not been able to get hold of for however long uh you know living in this new norm that we are right now uh it's funny me and my wife drove by chipotle and it has like you know it's been open during this certain amount of time but now with our new rules of how to get our food um and everything we actually saw a large amount of people outside of chipotle because they're only allowing so many people inside the restaurants and that's when services like postmates is something that's phenomenal to use even the restaurants and places that had drive-throughs or fast food places that have drive-throughs you're seeing longer drive-through lines and you know things just right now are, are taking some getting to adjustment to but, you know, one thing with Postmates, using it a few times during quarantine, it's been perfect to order right from my house. I get to pick 
you know, the best time for it to get picked up for me. And it comes straight to my door. And, you know, with their new, you know, service of being able to leave it at the door for you, no contact delivery, it's been phenomenal. And it feels good to know that I'm getting something safe to my home for my family, you know, to eat. Um, you know, if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner, you know, and um, while you're eating lunch, I mean, you love food, you know, and you want to be able to get it safely. You want to feel comfortable um, when you buy it. Uh, but I kind of like love it even more right now. You know, I can get food delivered without leaving my house um, or even opening or even open the door. You know, I don't have to open the door when the food gets delivered. Uh, given what's going on in the world right now, uh, Postmates, they created a non-contact deliveries. Uh, so now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right at my door. Um, that is perfect right now. Uh, they also have Postmates Pickup, uh, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Uh, you guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great opportunity to support my community. Uh, me and my wife, we have uh, coffee shops and stuff out here that we love. Um, we have a donut shop out here that we love and using Postmates to make sure that they're still doing their best to stay afloat during these times has helped out tremendously. You know, I want to make sure that I continue to support them like we would if it was just how it was before all this took place. Um, right now, people are, you know, they're kind of struggling. But if you continue to use services like Postmates, we could keep them afloat. And hopefully when we get back to normal, um, they'll be able to service us like always um, at and Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers, sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven uh, to dropping it off outside my door. Uh, just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within an hour. That's the best part. You know, you don't got to wait long for it. It's right there within the hour, right at your door. Uh, for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery uh, credit for your first seven days. Uh, to start free deliveries, download the app and use the code TSD. Uh, that's code TSD for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Uh, anything you need, anytime you need it post made it like i said it's an awesome opportunity to support your local um restaurants your local shops postmates will get it for you and get it to your door within an hour you don't even have to see the postmates delivery person it will be dropped off right at your door and you'd be notified so remember use the code tsd for 100 free delivery credit well it's funny that you say that because that was one of the things with sneaker events out here in the states it's you know, I, I, I use sneaker events just for a reason to wear sneakers. You know, we used to go to these with the mindset of like, ooh, I'm trying to find, like you said, one that got passed up. With mm. the influx of a lot of hype sneakers, just like you said, every single table is trying to showcase how many off-whites they got, how many Travis Scotts they got. Like, every table is the exact same, essentially. It, it's not even a question. Supreme backpacks, Supreme t-shirts, you know, it's just a lot of the exact same stuff. And it got away from the sneaker aspect of it. Um, yeah. Even, and, and what's crazy is, like, even the stuff that we've looked at is rare or hard to obtain or something that we missed the prices that they're asking are just way too out there you know yeah. and we've gotten to the point to where we've been able to like figure out 
you know, ways to get stuff cheaper at events, you know, especially if like an event starts at, you know, 10 a.m. here and goes till eight o'clock at night. If you've been at a table and you haven't sold anything, you're going to by the end of the day, you want to sell something. So you have one less sneaker to carry back all the way to, to your car and back home. Yeah. And when you're asking for a ridiculous price anyway, what is the difference in dropping a hundred pound? Yeah. Oh, and you know what also is 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 crazy about these. I talked about this a while ago with uh, I can't remember who it was, but uh, oh, with uh, Skate the Great, we talked about it was like that one point back, and I don't know how long sneaker events have been going on out there, but when sneaker events out here, it used to be people who would buy only their size, and it would be selling their own collection. So like. It would be like a bunch of tables. Like I wore a nine and a half. It would be a bunch of tables that only had nine and a half, nine through ten. You know what I mean? So it was like yeah. I knew that. I go to tables now and they're selling, you know, sizes five through twelve, you know, even a, a couple, you know, size eighteens because they are resellers. They're grabbing any and every size they can get to sell. Exactly the same here exactly that but a lot of this stuff i think there is massive similarities um i watch stuff like round two or i've seen that is a j2 kicks um yeah. all the stuff they do what's big there is big here it's exactly the same what what people are going to round two and wanting to buy is the same stuff people are wanting to buy here it's it's all the same i've okay. never seen people kind of go in there and look for something where you think yeah well, as, if, as if that you're after that it's and always see, the hype stuff and see being with just my you know viewpoint of the sneaker culture just from being in the states um i remember man that's probably like five ten years ago traveling just within our own country i would think like hey let's go like if we go to atlanta i'd be like yo let's go to the mall see if there's like anything that people didn't like out here or something that's sitting if i go if we you know go to paris london in my mind i would feel like if I maybe I could walk into a sneaker store and find, you know, uh, uh, something big sitting, you know what I mean? Um, that won't happen. It what? Like anything that wouldn't happen. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, you may find something you you have had your eye on that's like you know, but there's not going to be. I don't know anything that's hype will not. Yeah, right. People would buy it even to sell it. So even if they didn't want it, uh, they would buy that and then try and sell it on. So. You may be able to find like a rare gem of something you've been after, but yeah, there'll be no like you wouldn't walk in and I don't know um, anything. They'll, they'll, yeah, there'd be very little that's hype sitting around. I think it depends what people class as hype, but you're what we all know as these are the top tier of what people class as hype traders won't sit. You may find a Pharrell NMD. Oh, okay. You can find those here. That's why I bought them. Yeah, they were so so, so that's about as high as like sitting on a shelf hype would get, I suppose. Well, it's funny that you had mentioned uh, 2J Kicks because he was the guy I was talking about where, I mean, he was wearing 4D before anybody could get their hands on them. And back then it was like, yo, he is on 4D. And it's crazy because we had interviewed him. Was it the first time we interviewed him? We were at a sneaker event that was local out here. And it was funny because we were asking him about Nike SBs and he had said, I'm trying to, I'm going to find the clip and like repost it on our Instagram. But he had said that they don't even carry Nike SB anymore. They won't even accept Nike SBs anymore to sell. Like that's how crazy it shifted. Yeah. Whereas now he'll be buying up everything he can get hold of. 
Every single one. Like George has sent me a picture, like one of his Instagram posts that two J's that posted, and in the background is like all these SB boxes now. Mm. Okay. I saw him doing it. Yeah, Travis Jordan ones. At whatever event it was he was at, and he was literally going around every table, just trying to take as many Jordan ones, uh, the traps that he could get hold of. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I own that. I own that. I'm not really into Jordans, but I have that. It's nothing special. Uh, it's, it's pretty nice. It's all right. It's not. It, it didn't wow me. So then I, I should. The better one. So then I should expect that not to be on your list. Yeah, I'm not a big Jordan fan though. Anyway, three pairs of pairs of trainers that I own. I own three pairs of Jordans. Oh, okay. So then I should expect. So then, just thinking about your list, I should expect on your top ten list to not have Travis and not have Yeezys. I like I like Yeezys. Okay. <laughs> But I think my actual favorite silhouette of a Yeezy, I think, isn't. I mean, a 500 is actually my favorite Yeezy silhouette, whereas a lot of other people just dislike it. I love that chunk. Like, that for me is Yeezy's best silhouette, I suppose, with Adidas. Oh, so you like the Nike ones? Um, I can appreciate them. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's one pair, but I'm not going to say because I've got it on the list. There's one pair out of them, yeah, I do wish I could have got hold of. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm the 500s for me. And I, I do have the different stuff. I have the 350s, V2s, uh, 500s, 700s, 700 V3s. Like, you know, I've, I've got a good mix of all of these. But for me, the 500 is just the better shoe. You have, uh, do, do sneaker heads out there, collectors out there, complain as much as U.S. sneaker heads? Um... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's what I actually like about your podcast is the way you and George, like you have no fear of just something coming out and you going, no, trash that. And then you'll even both argue about it, about what you think one of you might fit. And you nope, it's trash. Whereas you don't conform to the type of hype. You do like some hype, but if you don't like it, you'll be the first people to just call out and say, that's so trash. Well, you know and I think that's... Is that, like, that has been one of the main things i mean that's the main staple of the podcast is like saying exactly how we feel because we really feel that way but what it backfires is is that it doesn't matter like we talk about pickups or like even if rare occasion take picture in my closet or sneakers and all the sneakers that i have a lot of people think we just hate everything and i'm like no like a lot of people have an issue with like once they like it and if somebody else doesn't like it, it genuinely hurts them. And it's like, no, I'm glad you like it. I'm telling you, I don't. I'm not trying to convince well, I think you regular viewers to. of your podcast would know that's not true. I think regular viewers will see almost, I suppose, the pattern of like what what you guys are into or not into or the certain bits I expect no strength when it's going on. Hey, hey, you're breaking up. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I think regular viewers don't really necessarily feel like that. I think it's it's just a very honest opinion of how you both feel about whatever the release be. Yeah, well, I will tell you this. It's definitely good to hear that other people deal with the exact same struggles <laughs> that, that we deal with over here. Yeah. 
I have oh. a group chat where we're constantly like that in the group chat. Somebody could post something and say, what do you think of this? Two out of the group might say, I really, really like this. In fact, here's a perfect example. The Travis Scotts that are coming out soon, is it the 270s or whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah, that's a very split opinion in the group chat. Some people have said, I definitely really want to get hold of this. Other people have gone, that's the worst trap I've ever seen. I don't want that. You like it? It's all right. I'm not overly keen. I'd have it for my collection. Uh, I'd wear it, but I'm not overly... Like, if I didn't get it, I wouldn't care. Um, it's nice. Yeah. It's not I'm great. sort of on the fence. The original first pictures and everything of it, I was kind of like, this can't be serious. It looked unfinished. Like, I looked like, you know, I thought what I had originally saw was a sample, mock-up type, whatever. Um, not that they, they were on Sneakers app right now, and they've, you know, they've really been, this morning, posting them everywhere on social media, like the clothes and stuff like that. Um, mm. I don't know. If I get them, that's a shoe where I I like it. I, I'm a 50-50 on it. Now. This is where I would base this off of. If that shoe was selling for two thousand, I have to sell that. I don't like See, it enough I, to to keep it. If I got that shoe, I would wear it for work. I would just wear it every day. It wouldn't be something that I'd purposely think. No, I'll take a bit of care of this. I'd beat that shoe. You know what the hard part about? Like, I mean, you wear sneakers to work then. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's one of the things that I've, I've struggled with is that, like, majority of the time I'm wearing dress clothes and dress shoes, so I don't wear sneakers often. And then being married with kids and stuff, you know, we go places here and there, but we don't go a ton, a ton of places. And I'm not usually wearing a lot of, like, quote-unquote heat, you know, when I'm chasing around a toddler or dealing with mm. whatever. But I will say this, you know, once whatever normal is, I, I'm undsing everything. You you uh didn't you one dead stock a pair of the Trap Jordans not too long ago? Yeah, yeah, I have sixes, and I I undes them to the grocery store, you know, and I have a lot of other ones that I could, I need to undes, but you know, it's just one of those things where I feel like I do want to be more present, like on social media in my sneakers. I do like your IG page; it's like the same pic all the time. Give a little yeah. sock, little pants, and, and it's good to go. Well, everybody thinks I'm a shop. I get a lot of inboxes of people saying, how much are these? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, how much are they? How much do you want? For? Oh, no, I'm not selling. It's just, but that happened, that was never intentional. That just happened accidentally. I stood one way and I took a picture of the, the, the way I stood and of the shoe. Uh, the next time I took one, it looked like that. It just got to the point where I think I'd probably done three or four that looked the same to the point where that's when it started to happen. It just then became almost like a running theme where it just almost looks like the same picture, just different. It's the same stance, the same, but that was never, yeah, that was never like the idea. The actual idea for me having an Instagram was more of my idea behind it was a, a visual, uh, a visual kind of catalog of what I own. Instead of me having to stand at all my boxes and think, oh, what a wear, I could literally just have this little thing on my phone where I could just look at them all and go, I'll wear them. <laughs> and which then turned into just, yeah, just this whole, now I just crep check pretty much every other day. Um, I was going to ask you too, because, I, mean, I was going to mention too, at some point I started to think, you know what, he must 
work for a store or do something for a store out there because it looks very marketing. No, that was all. It was it, that's literally in my garden. Oh, really? I thought it was like in the front of the house. No, no, it's it's, it's my back garden. I've got paving in my back garden. It's literally just stood there. I was going to ask you for sneaker culture out there. Is there anything that you feel could be better or improved upon, or is it still growing out there? It's always growing. Um, one thing that does annoy me a bit is the little fractions that get built around, but they're quite fake with it. I mean, there's a few, I don't want to name them, but there's a few here that have started to get a bit of a name in the UK. Um, and they're not really like, they're, they're literally in it for the likes, the popularity or whatever comes along with being part of something. They're not into it where I'm a sneakerhead with or without the internet. Without the internet, I'm still buying them. I'm still wearing them. It's a massive part of my day. I think there's a lot in the UK without social media wouldn't care about sneakers. That's something that annoys me a bit. Oh, that's 100%. I mean, that's not even without a question. I've talked about that in the past many times. I mean, if you, the whole notion of like, if you don't take a picture, or if there's no video, it didn't happen. That's that's 100% in the sneaker community. Um, when we talked about last episode with Mike, we talked about like the selling of sneakers and he talked about, you know, how people will claim to love sneakers and all that, but then they keep them DS and keep them because they're just waiting for them to go up in price to sell. That's 100% yeah. true. I think what I've noticed in which I've never, ever done it because I have a really hard time like committing to taking pictures of sneakers, but it's amazing how, and you can, people are going to notice this a lot more now. Like people will, these chunky dunks, whatever, there are going to be people who win them and they can't wait to post that they got them and can't wait to post a picture of them, but have zero intentions of wearing them. Oh yeah. That's, I think that's a big thing as well. See, I, I wear, the only the only sneakers I don't wear are what I've got doubles on. That I'm, I have doubles, uh, I've got double black pigeons. I've got double uh, panda pigeons. I've got, I've got a couple of 500s I've doubled up on. Uh, I've got the grey Fear of God Essential I've doubled up on. The only trainers, sneakers I don't wear are my doubles. I wear everything I've got, everything. I may save them for a bit better weather because we don't have the greatest weather here at points. So there may be something like when I when I originally got the uh, Strange Loves, I knew I wasn't really going to wear them. I had them on while, for an, an afternoon while I was out and about. But I knew that they're going to get put away until the weather's better. But that's more the material. But I, knowing I was going to wear them, I will wear everything. I, have, I don't have dead stock pairs sitting about to see what goes on i know people like that but that's not me i wear everything i like to hear that you know it's rare to find anybody who has who doesn't have dead stock pairs now in the community mm. it, that, that's a big thing here as well though. There's, that's there's certain people here i know where you know they walk around all day in vans or whatever it be and I know what they've got in their collection. I know they've got the majority of the the ten that dropped. Never mind like the second wave of the Virgil. <laughs> they've got they've got maybe eight or nine out of the original ten. Never wore one. In fact, I've seen a picture today put up for the Chunky Donkeys. Um, 
And it was kind of just kind of saying, like, you know, just if you're into these, kind of show us a picture that would say that you're into them. So this person has posted two or three pairs of dunks that they own. They're wearing the one pair that I do know they wear, the other three pairs, and some of them are a bit old. I've all still got the laces attached to them. <laughs> but, they've, but they've tried to angle it a bit where it looks like, oh, yeah, I'm just here with these sneakers. that I wear. Like, they don't, You don't wear them. They are literally a commodity to, to be sold at some point. I, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that you just, you gotta move on. I mean, it's, it's growing extremely too fast. Reselling is growing at a rate like never before. I mean, uh, people have even started venturing back to eBay. You know, it's, it's, I find it crazy. I did. I'll I'll admit like eBay is still one of those places. Is eBay big out there buying? Huge. Huge. Okay. Do you buy used pairs? No. Okay. Um, eBay is one of those sites where, like, I used to do a lot of buying on, and I used to always give people tips on how to buy stuff that was, like, listed incorrectly and stuff. Um, I always tell people, like, misspell, you know, one of the harder words in it. You know, if people will post, like, a Nike Travis Dunk, and they might forget to put the S on the end of Travis or, you know, whatever, mm. and you could find that sitting somewhere and at a different price, you know, whatever the case may be. But yeah. I have noticed, and I've talked to a lot of friends lately, they have been on eBay a lot lately looking for stuff. And I think it's under the assumption that, well, if all the prices are this high on StockX and GOAT, the seller is different on eBay. Yeah. The same with, uh, I suppose, Facebook buy and sell pages. Yeah. Um, I, I've even... I've even all different back- market prices. Yeah, I, I ventured back in some of those ASICs and New Balance groups looking for certain pairs. Like, I really want uh, Gel Light 5 Volcanoes. Like, I still want a pair of those. Mm. But I can't pay that 700 800 that they're going for brand new. Even trying to find a pair that's in pretty good condition is hard. There's a used pair I seen that was so faded, the color is gone. Like, it looked like they washed it in bleach. Like, I don't know what happened to it. Well, there's a pair I'm after that's been out for a while, and it's one of them where I always feel like, right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get this this month. I'm gonna end up like looking for it. I'm gonna find it, and I'm gonna end up paying resell for it because I really want them. Then something else either comes up, or I just end up missing out on it, just not doing it, or I don't find my size. But it's not particularly like a hard sneaker to get hold of. I've seen it so many times, and that's the uh, A6 Extra Butter Pretty Tonys. Oh, okay. Like, I just, I, since they dropped, they, I don't actually remember them dropping in the UK. I remember all the promotions for it. Uh, Ghostface doing all, like, the promotions, showing, like, the cap that came with it and stuff. But then there was never, I think they only dropped in America or maybe in other places. But I don't ever remember them dropping in the UK. I could see pairs in the UK. But that's something I've just never, ever got hold of. But I think that's a, an amazing looking shoe. <laughs> so, it's so funny you brought that up. Uh uh ryan simple had uh sent me a text and and was like man have what were we thinking about these Ghostface asics because when they first came out i thought they were fire but i looked at them the other day and i was like ew (laughs) (laughs) that cut of asics i thought it was cool at the time but i think they require special weather i live in arizona those are way too boot light to wear out here. Mm. 
So I get away with anything here like this. It's we own, we probably predominantly have maybe three months of sun at best. The rest of the time it's raining. <laughs> so you have to pick your day when you're going to wear something nice. You have to have already looked at the weather and thought, oh, it's nice on Tuesday. I'll wear these. I was going to, yeah, because, you know, out here it's hot, sunny all the time. I love cloudy weather. Like, I love going to Washington, Oregon. That just makes me feel good, you know. But mm. rain is something that we don't have to battle a lot out here. Um, I was going to say, too, like, you know, when you had said, like, you have, like, friends and stuff who have a lot of stuff in their collection that you know they have, but they yet they wear just Vans and Air Maxes every day. Um I don't do you have any thoughts on like collectors like that you know like and I mean like not collectors like that your collection is very you know all over the place not all over the place but what you like I have like some people that like only wear Air Max ones do you yeah you okay with that or is that something that you've always kind of been against um I don't to be honest I don't care what anyone else is doing I I'm not I, I see it and I get it and I know what you're doing I just right. don't care it's oh. just they, they, people can do what they want, but I do know what they're doing. They can't. It, it's a it's a commodity to them. It's sitting there as an investment. It's not. I don't view it like that. When when my friends who are not in the sneakers say something, and they'll just go, "I've just seen they're worth this much money," and I'll go, "Right," and they go, "Why don't you sell them?" And it's their always natural go to is to go, "Why don't you sell them?" I'm like, "Well, what would I do with the money? I'd just buy more. It's pointless. Like it's." But yeah. I, I do know people who are literally doing that. They are stocking these up, knowing these are worth money. At some point, I will sell them. You know what? What's crazy is, is that anytime I've sold something big to buy other things, I don't wear the other things. Like I would sell, I would sell. So I can't think of the last thing I've sold. But whatever the oh, uh, off white UNC ones, I sold those for like however much a lot and then i went and bought like 10 pairs of things that i like but they have they hold no weight you know what i mean like it's like wow i went and bought like three of those air max ones you know they were on sale for 88 bucks and then i went and bought this pair of you know jordan ones from this one guy for like 200 then i bought so and then it's like i never wear them and then it's like man i probably should have kept that unc ones i just bought kind of a lot of junk for quantity well i do know somebody who is jumping in all the raffles for the chunky donkeys with the intention of hopefully winning but then having the uh, availability to be able to get hold of the cactus plant flea market vapor max so they're literally doing it for, I just want to try and get hold of this shoe because it will probably, I'll probably be able to sell it and get hold of the shoe I really want without having to spend silly money getting it. I don't have a problem with that. No, no, I get that. That makes sense oh, to okay. me, Mike. I, I, I'm not going to do it myself, but I, I understand it. Like when I was told that, I was like, fair. Yeah. I don't, I'm not I'm not mad at you doing that. Like it is one way. The other option is they can just go and spend seven, eight hundred pound or whatever it is. Nobody wants to do that, so I do understand their their angle with that completely. Yeah, that was how I got OG off white Prestos of the original ten. I I sold the guy. I gave I traded the guy Cause Four, Jordan Four, Cause Black, and I gave him like three hundred fifty bucks on top of that, and that's how I got the OG Presto, and I wore that to the ground like mine are beat. Mm. 
I have a friend who actually sorted me out the Wotherspoon for retail. He had two pairs and he'd got them when they dropped. Uh, I didn't get them. I was actually in work um, and I missed out on them. And it's probably took me a year of moaning at him to just kind of be like, help me out with that, this, that, and And I never expected him to do it for what he did. And he, he got to a point where he just said to me, do you know what? I'll do it for retail. He said, I don't need to. And he, he, he'd not wore it. He was just, you can just have it for what I paid for it. Oh, Which I thought was, you know, he could have sold that for silly money and gone off and done whatever it was he wanted to. And he didn't. He just he got to a point. He said, "I know how much you really want it, and you've moaned at me for it for a year. So do you know what? It sits there in my collection. Do you know what? You may as well have it. At least I know you'll wear it." <laughs> That's a good friend because I don't have any friend. Actually, you know what? I do. I have a friend like that now, which who told us, you know, whatever he gets, if we want it, he give it to us for retail. He doesn't care. You know, and, this and same like friend that. also got two pairs of Travis Scott uh, Jordan ones and sorted my other friend a pair out of them for retail because all of us got, but she didn't. So he gave her an extra pair and said, like, because he, he managed to get on sneakers as well. We'd all kind of got it from a store and he won on sneakers as well. So he gave it to her and just said, right, just size swap. So we sold it to her for, yeah, retail. I have, I have the goal to be like that more. Like, I have the goal once this is up to to do that for people you know i think it's a good karma thing and i need to stop complaining about how many sneakers i have because a lot of the sneakers i have they're not i'm not wearing them like i have a lot of sneakers that are ds and the reason that they're ds is just because i have too many of them you know it's not yeah it's just i just have too many and i bought a pair of you know part of like the 13 pairs I've bought in the last few weeks, I bought a pair of Shell Toe Adidas. Now, they were a good price, you know, like 35 bucks shipped, which is a pretty good price for some Shell Toes. But I also got three or four other pairs of Shell Toes that I don't wear. But it was something mm -hmm. about like, oh, I I'll grab these. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I think, I think it's I easy to do that. Go ahead. I think it's easy to do that. I bought a few pairs of, like, by what I was saying before, what I'd bought. There was also, like, I bought some Corduroid Converse that I just liked the look of, these these lows. They had a bit of a Wotherspoon feel to them. I was like, I'll buy them because they weren't that expensive. I bought another pair of the Gel Light Freeze. I'm never even going to wear them. When they turned up, I literally bought them because the price was silly when I saw it. And I was like, I'll go on then. I got them, and I don't like the way they look. Instantly, I don't like the colouring of them. It's like a... <laughs> A strawberry and vanilla, I think it was on this colorway thing. I just didn't like it straight off. I'm just buying things on like, like, yeah, sometimes I think I do that as well. On the whim of me just online looking, I'll go, I'll go on a lot of them. Yeah, like, but did I, like all these, like these, some of these 13 pairs I bought based off the price. And I was like, oh, this picture looks cool. And I, I'll buy them. I got them in hand like, oh, my God, these suck. I bought a bunch of Chuck Taylors that in the pictures, oh, man, they look fire. And then I got them. I'm like, what the heck? Inside is lined with fur. Like, I can't wear these. And they're just going to go somewhere in the closet. And then I bought the LeBron 7 Christmas. I like the shoe, but it was on sale for 106 bucks. And I was like, man, 200 to 106 I got to buy that. I have that I'm hoping I can get hold of the... Uh them lebron sevens the uh is it media day the laker colorway you like those i do yeah i like because they're just different for me i don't really wear a basketball shoe but that's one of the first i like i like up tempos i have a good few pairs of up tempos um that was probably about as into the basketball style of shoe i really get 
But when I saw the Laker colorway, yeah, I was like, I like that one shoes one color and one's the other. I was like, I could rock them. I, so yeah, I, 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 I think they're cool, but I do not understand everyone's infinity for them. I think they're kind I don't, of. I, I'm not, not amazing, but if I can get hold of them, I'll get them. If not, I'm good. We're not getting them. And see that, and that's the thing. Like you know what? If I found a pair of media days for a hundred six bucks, I'm buying them. Yeah, it, that's it. Why, I'll pay retail. Yeah, it's why I bought the Pharrell 4D. Like I bought it because that sneaker's four hundred retail, but I got it for like seventy percent off. So sometimes that happens as well, though, don't it? I think we we can be. Uh, blinded by a sale instead of the fact of we're not really saving any money even if we sit 70 percent off so even even if it ends up being i don't know 110 pound i'm still spent i'm not actually saving the 300 pound i'm spending 110 pound it's the fact that they put the word sale there that makes me go oh hang on a minute yeah and that's and that's that always gets me um, I don't have anything else additional or nothing. I don't know if there's anything else you had or wanted to add or anything. Uh, no, not that I can think of. Uh, I think we've kind of covered. Kind well, you, know of, what, you know what I was going to say? I've noticed a lot of UK or England podcasts or sneaker shows popping up. I think they've been going for a while. I think it's just now starting to build. I mean, obviously, it's nothing on the scale of it. I mean, I've watched your show for a long time. I've watched uh, Monday Midsole. I've watched. Uh, obviously, I've, I've like followed the, uh, the camp out for for a good while. Um, I like tone of my voice. I like the stuff he does. I think KB. I, I, I follow her and stuff. So it's. I'm quite. Uh, aware of everything that's going on in america when it comes to the people with the podcasts talking kicks uh, whoever I, I watch i spend a lot of time watching these even they'll go on in the background i'm listening to what's kind of being said while i do whatever it is i'm doing but i think the uk ones have just started to they've been going for a while i think they're now just kind of gathering traction i think oh okay so they're very supported by uk collectors you are sorry the 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 uh, podcasts and stuff out there and shows are very supported by UK collectors. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I still, <laughs> I still think, I still think the go-to though is an American one. There's not one in the UK I'm going to watch over your show. There's not one in the UK I'm going to watch over uh, uh, the breakdown. Because oh, okay. I'm so used to them and I've watched them for so long and I'm so invested in them that they're my go-to. So even though some in the UK can like, I, I mean, I'll watch it, but no, it's it's different. Like it's I, yeah, I watch them. I have much more interest in the ones I'm already invested in, and it doesn't matter that it's a different country. It's that the subject is still the same. My only difference is with not being so much into basketball shoes. I'm aware of them, but not really being so into them. That just doesn't really have any relevance to me. But there's always that common ground with stuff. Huh. Uh, well, I do appreciate you, you know, always rocking with us, you know, watching our show. You know, me and you've, you know, talked a bit, you know, on IG, you know, as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always appreciate anybody who supports and gives us any time out of their day. You know, everyone's busy and stuff. But, no, I definitely appreciate that. Oh, that's good. Uh, you want to do our top 10? Yeah. Let's do our top 10 list. I'm going to go first, though, okay? Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to say all my 10. It says top 10 sneakers, uh, 
inspired or collabed music musicians to us. All right. Yeah. So I, I like I said, we had did this list on episode one sixty eight and it was me, Rico, and when Anna was on like a bunch of episodes when she was visiting uh from California, she was in town. Yeah. And I went through my list because I wanted to be closely similar to it but then i had a couple that i added but i definitely rearranged a lot of stuff um my number 10 number 10 was a little hard um they're at number 10 because i just i'm not wearing any dunk highs whether it's a sb dunk high or if it's just a regular nike dunk high i'm not but i do have it's like a couple slashes i got the wu-tang dunk high i got the slayer and the mf doom um I like all of them. Like, they're all great-looking sneakers. They all look good. They're all, like, classic historical sneakers, especially in dunks, you know. Um, but right now, I'm slowly getting back into trying to wear a dunk low. I have no intentions of wearing a dunk high. Hmm. Uh, number nine, I got the Nike SB Dunk Gibson. You know, like the Gibson guitar case? Like the, yeah. I love those. I mean... Those are one of the best dunks. I, I had spent a lot of time during like that dunk era trying to get those, but I could never find a pair where the brown wasn't like bruised or scraped up because it was like that leather where you scratch your finger across it. It was marked forever. Um, yeah. A lot of pairs had the pink fur inside was all messed up. and so. Um, but I'd still take a pair of those today if I could find a good pair, but it's hard like to find any good condition SBs nowadays. Um... Number eight, I got the Yeezy 350 uh, V2. Now, it's not, you know, he's a musician, so I, I counted it. It's not music inspired, but I think easily we could probably say the Yeezy 350 V2 is a top 20 sneaker of all time. I think that. Yeah, impact, without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, I think the impact of the 350 has been massive. Has it lost a lot of steam because of like the amount of pairs? It has, but it's still a sneaker that sells out. No matter what, um, everybody has had or has multiple pairs, and it's a quality sneaker. It's a really good design. I think it's one of those sneakers, too, when we first saw the design, we were like, ew, but it grew on everybody fast. Are you still not wearing 350s? I remember you saying when Kanye went a bit. I'm not wearing any I remember you saying a while ago that you wasn't going to do it. I'm not wearing any Yeezys now because he's obviously a crazy person, but I did say that the end of November, I'm going to start back wearing them. So hmm. I'm debating on buying pairs now that I passed on that I really liked. So then when I start wearing them, I will or just waiting until that date. Because there's a pair that's coming out soon where it's like black with like a gum looking bottom. I don't yeah. know what the name of that one is. That one is fire. Yeah, it is a very clean looking shoe. So I might be buying that one. Uh, number seven, I got Kobe five miles Davis. This isn't like one a lot of people remember, but it's, it was a Kobe five and it was all blue. And, uh, it was after what jazz musician miles Davis. I, I had it way higher. I think it might've been my number one when I did this list back long ago, earlier, there was one episode. It was my number one, but a Kobe sneaker. I love the four and five of a Kobe. Um, but I mean, sorry, the five, four, five, and eight. But a Kobe sneaker isn't something that I would wear that often. If this came out again, I would. I don't think they probably will have plans on releasing this Miles Davis colorway again. I do wish the sneaker did have 
I feel like a sneaker, a basketball player sneaker that's like inspired by music should have like something on it to like really, you know, signify it. A, a saxophone, guitar, trumpet, something to where, you know, you kind of know what it is, you know? We have the same with uh, soccer players, I suppose, like when Beckham has done uh, a sneaker or when Ronaldo's done a sneaker, there's nothing necessarily on it to say, oh, that's Ronaldo. Like you wouldn't look at it without knowing and go, that's Ronaldo. Yeah, like, I like that, which I wasn't, I mean, I think it was a really good collaboration, it's just not my thing, the Kyrie Spongebob sneakers, Yeah, not my thing, but when you see that, you know exactly what it is. Yeah, I did see people wearing that with one on each foot, and I did quite like it, though. Oh, I've never seen, actually, the only person I saw that was John Morant on the Grizzlies, that was it. I saw somebody with their Spongebob on one, and is he called Patrick? On the other, yeah. and I did quite like that. I was like, "That's a bit wild." I'm okay with that. <laughs> See, it, it, in order for something like that, it has to come like that. I could never do that. It's not something I would necessarily think of to do. I would never, you know, I have to. I wouldn't myself decide. Oh, I'm going to wear a white three fifty and a black three fifty. It's not something <laughs> I do. It just seems to work with that, though. When I saw it on foot, I was a bit. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> Um, number six, I do have the Travis Scott Jordan 1 Low. Um, when I finally saw one in person, I was really impressed by the materials and quality of it. I think it's mm. a really nice shoe. My only issue with it is, is that, um, and maybe I haven't read up on it or, or I've just kind of been oblivious to it, but... It doesn't have any Houston or music ties when I look at it. Like the with the Jordan Four Travis Scott, it was Oilers colors. You know, the classic Houston Oilers team, Texas. You know, mm-hmm. from Houston. This one, I didn't know like why is the swoosh reversed or why is it brown or wh- you know what I mean. I like that. Yeah. Like even if it ties into his music, ties into the city, I just kind of like that. Um, so I wish it did have something like that on it. Uh, number five, I have the Pharrell NMD Human Race, the original colorways, the yellow, green, blue, red, yellow, black. I love yeah. that shoe. Um, issue with it, you know, it's it's it didn't age well. I don't think. It, I find it amazing how many other models and colorways like that have come out, and they didn't do price wise or selling wise like those did you know the uh we still have the that illuminous the, the vault color that came out uh i think towards the end of last year oh yes yeah i forgot about that pack that vault color the uh white pair like the creamy white pair and the yeah. black with a gum sole they still sit on shop like that's the when we were speaking before that's i could still get them now the rest of them never was like that for some reason that one pack they're still easy to get hold of. I can literally go online now at our retailers and find a pair. And, and that's crazy because a black with a gum bottom, a vault colorway, cream, those are like prime sneaker colors. Yeah. And it's something about the shoe just didn't age well. Even when they came out with like the Holly pack, they kept restocking it. And they were nice, but for some reason they didn't make anybody move like the solid colors and then they had the human yeah. race one with the heart people bought it it sold out but it didn't people didn't have the infinity to like they did the original ones oh yeah um, i agree 
Uh, number four, I got the Pusha T Bodega Babies. You know, they had the the brown with the brown paper bags and then the silver ones. I love yeah. those. I think those are very underrated with the scales on them. Um, they're a little difficult to wear sometimes. I think they make my feet look wide. But that's See, they're on sale here. That still, to this day, you can get all of them on sale. I can pick them up for about £49. Yeah, which is crazy. Like they, I bought those two, three years ago on sale, and the fact that they're still pushing them on sale, I'm like, man, I thought they would have sold out then, but they still have. Yeah. Uh, number three, number three, I have uh, Diodora N9000 Packer collaboration purple tapes. Love it. I love when oh, nice. it came with the purple tape. I love the purple of that Deodora. That's one of the Deodora models that I really, really like. I think they've done it well. When you see it, you think of purple. It's purple tape. Like I like the literalness of that one. It's not too much. It's subtle. I think that one's dope. Um, number two, I didn't have this on my original list when we did this a long time ago. But I got the Yeezy 2 at number two. Nike Yeezy 2. Um you know it's mainly it's something that i just couldn't see myself wearing now would i buy it and wear it now i would but it's really not in my style right now i don't think it was in my style when it originally came out i had platinums i just didn't care for but you have to like really respect the historical sense of that sneaker i'm talking man you can't even make an all red sneaker without someone referring to it as red october or yeezy or anything like that so I have that one as number two. That's more of a like, impact thing on the culture. Not one of my super huge favorites. And number one, um, and this was my number two last time I did this list, but it should have been my number one, and that's the De La Soul Dunk. Low or high. I have the low because I prefer the lows, but materials-wise and the use of patterns and materials on that sneaker is so underrated and flawless. Like, that sneaker you want to talk about like quality like every aspect of that sneaker is like thick it's plush it's smooth it's let like no funny funny enough i'm actually wearing that right now oh really love that one like i can't wait to put that on and get out the house and go do something like i I, i've worn it a few times but no that sneaker is so underrated well maybe it's underrated i feel like it's underrated I feel like it's becoming more underrated the more of these specialty dunks that are coming out that people are loving. A lot of the classic ones are kind of getting pushed to the back burner. I don't. I've seen Peter, the price of that's gone up. I mean, I've seen the hype for that shoe actually come back quite a lot. It was there when it first originally dropped. Then it, it was very easy to get hold of uh, at a quite a low price, and I think it started to creep back up again. Yeah, they were at outlets out here. Like, I mean, full-size mm-hmm. runs. Like, they were spilling off the shelves. They were at the outlets. Yeah. Uh, so that's my 10. So what you got, Andy? Well, I've got mine have probably gone from, like, um, like with musicians, you know, instead of it being kind of music-influenced, like right. like you were saying with the Gibson one, I haven't really done that. Mine's, like, kind of with, with uh, music artists. I also have a few that, like, not in my top 10 that I thought were pretty good. Like, the... Golf Lafleur Giannos, the the Tyler the Creator ones. Oh, I love those. Um, I bought them recently. It's a fantastic shoe, styled off a kind of like a um, a hiking boot, but done in a sneaker form, and it's it's, it's a really really nice nice shoe. Uh, 
Uh, also, like the currency Reebok uh, Club C. I, I thought that was a, a really nice shoe, but I, that isn't in my top one, uh, top ten. The uh, Shaq West Blazers. I thought they were really smart. I really liked the colour of them, the way that they'd done, like reversed, how they were both black, but it had uh, one colour on one lace and the back of the, the tab on the heel and opposite on the other. And the YG Bait Reebok Classic, uh, I really like that as well, the red one with the uh, fuck you on the uh, on the tongue. <laughs> I thought that they're pretty nice. But my, So yeah, they, they didn't get my top 10, but my top 10 is, so at 10, I've got uh, the Run DMC Superstar just because of how iconic that was like and yeah i know i, I had I it on my it. original list and i felt bad taking that out it's it's yeah that's i don't know i really i really like it. for me it is what it is because run the mc are the adidas superstar to me that is them I, I see them with that so for me that's that one color that made so much sense for them oh, to have that shoe more 100%. than those a lot of other artists that that made so much sense uh at nine, I've got the Reebok uh, Kendrick Lamar Deconstructed Classic. Uh, um, mm. I mean, well, it was between that or the, um, do you know, the green pair that he brought out? Yeah. Where it was meant to be like the, the Crips and the Bloods wanted it. So one insole was blue, one insole was red, and it had red and blue written on uh, the back of each one. And I read I the idea that. that I appreciate that being on your list because that's what got you into sneakers, Reebok Classics. Yeah. Well, I, I, I liked that the idea was if you were to mix the two gangs together, I suppose, the two colours together, what you would get is is that green. But you wouldn't. You'd get purple, but their idea behind it was was that. So I did quite like that. At number eight, I've got the Della Soul Dunks at number eight. Um, maybe I underappreciate them a little bit. Uh, I'm just so used to having them. Um, even though beautiful shoe though uh, at 7 I've got the Adidas Pharrell NMDs but yeah okay. the original pack yeah um, at 6 I've got the Skepta London to Marrakesh 97s uh, I feel like those are kind of underappreciated as well yeah I think it's Skeppy's done a few collabs now and I, but I think that's the best one that he's done like that's the original one that he did for me. That was the better one out of all of them. Yeah, I like those a lot. I didn't. I didn't. I, mean, I, I kind of like the um, what was it? A BW he did. The which one, Sonny? I think uh, he did a BW, right? Uh, I'm not too sure. It was like one. He one did. Thing. It was like they were white, but like red swoosh. Oh yeah, with swoosh. yes, one red, one blue. Yeah. Yeah. At five, I put the Travis Scott Jordan four. Um, I've put that because I can't, even though I'd, I have, I can appreciate how nice that shoe is. My friend owns a pair of them and I see him in him quite a lot. And it's it's a gorgeous shoe. Even though I'm not really into Jordans, I can appreciate how nice that is as a shoe. And it, for me, I only wanted to kind of put one by one person. I could have just filled it with loads of, of his, but I would have chose that or the Air Force One. Um, and I think the Jordan 4 is probably just a better shoe. So I put them at five. At number four, I've got the A6 Extra Butter Pretty Tonys. There's something <laughs> I really get hold of. A defo, defo, what I get from... I think I hold them so high up because of how much I want to kind of get hold of a pair. So it's that one I've always been after but not got. At four, I've got Dizzy Rascal Tongue in Cheek Air Max 90s. Um, 
you know what's funny is when I think on that episode that we did, Rico had that one, and uh, I didn't know anything about them. Like I don't, I just don't remember them. But those are nice. Yeah, I think it's a touch of genius to have had the tongue done like a tongue, to have done it in the tongue color. I think, and that kind of wasn't really meant to happen. I think in the design, it just kind of come along as they were doing it. So I think to have just done that in the tongue colorway was was pretty smart. And I think it's a. Uh, the Air Max 90 is a very iconic shoe in the UK anyway. That's a very that's a very London shoe. So for Dizzy as a London grime artist to to do it on an Air Max 90 just was the, the right thing to do, I suppose. Uh, at number three, I've got the Wu-Tang Dunks. Okay. Um, at number two, I've got the MF Doom Dunks. That's another shoe I've... I've come to terms with I'm probably not going to get hold of that because of the resale price on it. That's another one I wanted to get, but being realistic, that's not <laughs> one I'm going to get. I will get the Pretty Tonys at some point, but I know that it's very, very, very unlikely I'm going to get hold of the Doom Dunks. Yeah, the but, Dooms, I used to didn't like the Dooms at all, even when we were like really heavy in the SBs. I never cared for them. I don't know what it was about them. I just was like, eh, they're okay. Um, I've grown to appreciate them a lot more over the years. Uh, I've seen them in person only a few times back in the day, like I can't even remember them, but they're really nice, and I I love those now. If they retro those, I definitely try to get a pair. A girl I know was offered one for not expensive at all, and she turned it down. It's dead stock, and she turned it down in her size. Man, she put it on her Instagram. Yeah, we turned stuff out there. <laughs> and at number one, I've got because I mean I could have filled it really with a lot of Yeezys, but at number one, I've got the Red Octobers, and I, I think the same reason you'd put it in there. I think it's the significance of the shoe i think is the reason why i think for an art for a music artist i think i would have to put the red octobers though yeah, it could yeah. have been a lot of kanye's because i think the difference with of the designers is bar jerry lorenzo i think a lot of the people like travis scott hasn't got his own shoe he hasn't made a shoe he's we all know an air force one or a jordan or whatever yeah. it is he's Whereas I think Kanye came with something new. It still does to this day, like his collaborations. It's new silhouettes that we, we just haven't seen before. Yeah, that's why, like, there are certain collaborations, like, I, I appreciate a lot more than others. You know, I will say with a Travis Scott, he has at least been able to, like, really put a twist on some of his sneakers. Um, yeah, and the same with Virgil. But then it's not new silhouettes, is it? I know he's bringing one out soon, but... Yeah, so that's kind of it's like, and and it's one of those where I think I always wanted to know how that works. You know, like Jerry Lorenzo, he came out with a brand new, you know, model, you know, that Fear of God one. And I didn't know, I always kind of wondered, did like Travis not have that option or decided not to or Virgil? Well, I, I actually watched something about that. I watched oh, uh, Jerry Lorenzo speaking about that and he said he respected Nike that much that he would have turned it down if he couldn't have done his own silhouette. He said he, he's, he, he didn't feel he would do them justice. And Nike's issue apparently was they feel that people are not wearing what was made, which to me, I think they are. Like people are not wearing, like say a Jordan 1, or uh, um, not a Jordan 1, sorry, they are a Jordan 1, but other Jordan models um, to be used on basketball courts and stuff, they're starting to more use them as, or they're not using them as lifestyle so much, sorry, they're using them just on the court, which they're made to do, but like a Jordan 1, which people wear as a daily casual lifestyle shoe, it doesn't happen with the other colours, uh, the other models and stuff, 
And he'd apparently said to them, he feels it's the shape. So he wanted to create his own shape of like, he feels the reason people are not wearing it as a lifestyle shoe was the shaping. So that's where he was given that. I also feel maybe they learned a mistake a little bit with Kanye because I think they must have, they lost out a lot when they lost Kanye. When If we're to look at from him signing to Adidas to what he's done now. Because when you were saying earlier, and this is true, like, you know, a lot of people see just Adidas as user. If we really think about it, what have Adidas got? What did they get right without Kanye? It's very little compared to Nike. They don't have the silhouettes like Nike do. Nike can literally bring us back anything. They can decide, here's an Air Max 1. They can retro an Air Max 97. They can do... Adidas don't have the silhouettes. Even though they've been around for so long, they don't have the silhouettes to compete with a brand like Nike when it comes to this. They're going to bring out a Stan Smith in a new colorway. Nobody cares. Yeah, you you retro 90 or something and collab it with Atmos or whoever, people will lose their minds for it. Nobody really cares when Pharrell collaborates on a Stan Smith. Yeah, like, it's it's amazing, like, you know, um, the Adidas, like, they really found a stride when they started coming up with new models, and then they just couldn't advance the new models. And then right now, they've been kind of bringing back a lot of their classic stuff and retroing it and trying but it has no effect and i don't care what pharrell does or anybody does on a stan smith a stan smith belongs just all white with the hint of green like yeah i don't i don't care well that's adidas's biggest selling shoe of all time isn't it yeah and you know i think they've even i mean i i bought a few pair of stan smith with with the boost on it you know and it yeah, can't fill the booth. Doesn't really do anything. But it's like, man, I I'm gonna buy a shell toe Adidas. Like, well, the shell toe, uh, you know, you can do something a little bit of variations, but that that's where their classic bread and butter is. The you know they did the Continentals. I like the Continentals a lot, and I have a bunch of pair of those. I love that sneaker. I think it's an everyday sneaker, good leather. I love it. Uh, hmm. But the thing with Adidas is, is that, like you said, the direction with stuff. When they came out with the 1.0 Ultra Boost, it was like, ooh, like, okay, they're on to something. And then they, they messed it up. Like, the 2.0 wasn't good, and then they all started running together. They started looking really similar. Yeah. But Whereas yeah. When, you, and when you look at it with Nike, it's completely different, isn't it? The ideas behind each different air. Uh, Air Max that they brought out was completely different. It was, and I just think, yeah, I, I feel even though a lot of people are very heavy um, Yeezy for Adidas, <clears throat> I don't feel Adidas really do themselves any favors without Kanye. No, they don't, and and that and that's where they have to keep him happy. That's why pairs of those are flying out, and I appreciate it. Like I appreciate the opportunity for people to do to be able to buy something that does make them feel, you know, a little bit special um, with collecting sneakers. But I you know it is what it is. Um, mm. I, I I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate being on it. It's a uh, it's nice after so long of uh, kind of watching the show. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I, I'm glad you got to come on, talk about sneaker culture out there, and, you know, got to hear a little bit of a different perspective, even though the perspective seems to be pretty similar to out here, you know, we all deal with the yeah. exact same struggles, but, uh, um, yeah, that's it, was, yeah, it was good to hear that. Yeah, it's, uh, 
I think a lot of it is very, very similar. It's I, I can watch your show or other shows and, and get it. It's not it doesn't feel foreign to me. It's these are the things we go through as well. This is this is how it is for us. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, Andy, I'm gonna let you go, man. Right, all right. Well thank you very much. Of course, man. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. All right, see you later. Bye. Right, later. Uh, appreciate that conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Give a little bit of different perspective, you know, overseas, you know, what the culture is like that over there in perspective. Even though it sound really similar to ours over here, I think we all battle the exact same thing. We all like the hype. Um, hype rules everything. Resell is running everything. Um, and you know, the constant battle with even trying to have the opportunity to give a company your money. Uh, I appreciate Andy coming on. Uh, that's the sneak disc. Pow, 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 pow.